0: 3 Up Moon Podcast with me, Andrew Gilmore, and to the other side, we have
1: Joshua Bone. It's like an NPR uh,
0: NPR radio thing. <laughs> That's the sexiest intro we've had. And you know what time it is, baby. You know what we're doing. You know what's coming. We're doing Mario Bros 2. Yep. Or Mario Bros USA if you're Japanese.
2: Yeah,
1: but uh, there's a bit of a story in the lead up to Mario Bros 2 that I feel we, we should cover. I'm sure some of our listeners might have heard the story before, but hopefully not in the sort of detail we're going to go into go on lay it on me son so uh, gilly were you in um were you in uh were you in japan in 1987
0: i wasn't even in my dad's bollocks in 1987
1: oh (laughs) sorry not in 1987 just yet a lot of this information by the way i should say comes from a video called the story of yume kojo comma not super mario brothers t or two Uh, which I would recommend people watch if they're interested. Uh, Two TV executives from Fuji TV, who got a mention last time for uh, All Night Super Mario Bros, Uh, called Haruo Shikane and Michiasu Kawauchi, uh, and a manga artist called Shotaro Ishinomori, uh, went to Rio de Janeiro. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And what they get up to? In 1984, during Carneval,
3: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and they enjoyed it so much, they wanted to have Fuji TV put on something similar in Japan, but with a focus on new media and technology. All right. The plan was for children to be invited to try out new technology to hopefully inspire them to get involved. Kind of like uh, Tomorrowland in like Disney. That's a thing in Disneyland, right? There's like a futuristic world, and it's it's got all like
0: that. Might be the one with Space Mountain, yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) such an inspirational event. And Um, uh, Pizza Planet, yeah. uh, By by 1985, so the year later, uh, around 400 people from around the world were selected to design and build the exhibits that were referred to as Imagineers. Again, like in Disneyland. I think the people Mm -hmm. who design the rinds and everything are are called Imagineers. Uh, And after deliberating many names for the event, they landed on Yume Kojo, which translates to Dream Factory or Dream Machine. Uh, I see where we're going here. Yeah, referencing wanting to inspire the youth of Japan. It opened on July 18th, 1987 in both Tokyo and Osaka, with about a year's worth of promotion preceding that date. Advertising for the event featured imagery from all sorts of international cultures and characters were created to help advertise the event to children. Uh, the characters that were created specifically uh, are a young boy called Imajin, uh, which is meant to sound like the English word imagine,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: his girlfriend Lina, uh, his mama and papa, uh, his younger twin brother and sister, Pokey and Piki, mm-hmm. and their pet monkey, Rusa, which is uh, the word for monkey in Japanese backwards, apparently. Is it Asur? Uh, as Asur?
0: I have no idea. To be fair, so uh, yeah, I'll take you on that one. Something like that.
1: Been a hot minute since I've learned Japanese. Come on, man. Yeah, man. They were they were featured at you, but you were chatting Japanese in the Facebook chat. Anyway, people don't. know
0: Oh, that. I know the word Segoi. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. Segoi desu You are. So I'm basically fluent.
1: So those characters were featured in adverts, posters, figures, and as costumed characters at the event that people could talk to, like kids could go up to, like they were princes and princesses from from Disneyland.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the event was big into masks as well. Uh, the, the, the sort of masks worn in Italy during Carnival. That
0: might have inspired an enemy in the, in the
1: game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hold, your, hold your horses. Also, you've gone pitch black again. I'm just looking at... It's like when they do the shadowy man at the news, you, you know, in the news like, to protect people's identity. And they're like,
0: yeah, I killed him. Now, the problem... Uh, Boney, Boney. The problem is, mate, you haven't unlocked me yet
1: oh crap yeah okay you're like a, <laughs> just a, ch- a new challenger approaches exactly
0: yeah you can see enough of me to tease so that you want to unlock me but you haven't unlocked me yet yeah you can unlock me if we uh get to 100 subscribers come on team free at moon podcast you know what to do i, I
1: have not I, I don't think i have any way of tracking that true to the number of <laughs> myriad ways that people can subscribe to this podcast technically um hit that bell leave a comment So apparently the the masks were to incorporate a feeling of of mystery and fashion and youth, um, which is cute, I guess. Masks were featured in advertising and worn by performers and sold at the event. They even had little mask pins if you didn't want to wear a mask but still wanted to, to join it. The advertising on Fuji TV often included theme songs and a girl group called Onyanko Club or Kitty Club. Onyanko, like nyan, like the sound a cat makes in Japan. Um, or like Nyancat, the, the meme. hmm Do you know that the that guy um person who made that, I think it's a guy, I'm not sure. He uh they remastered it recently in celebration of like ten years or something of Nyancat and it's getting sold on some website where people can sell art for cryptocurrency.
3: Hmm. Uh,
1: and it and it I think it sold for like five hundred thousand dollars worth oh, of behave. Ethereum Behave.
2: Just GIF, for a little...
1: The GIF. It's like ownership of the GIF. Or something like that. I don't really know how cryptocurrency art works. If you, if you know how cryptocurrency art works and you're interested in the podcast, please, please email. Please send an email. Yeah, send an email explaining what the hell an Ethereum is. If you have a
0: hard drive with loads of Bitcoins from circa, I don't know, 2012? Yeah. Uh, feel free to send it in at the address uh, below. Yeah, our PO box. <laughs> uh, um.
1: Anyway. What have we got, Boney? Tell us about it. Onyanko Club, uh, or Kitty Club, formed in 1985, they temporarily became Idol Yume Kojo and released several single, uh, singles uh, and started a radio program in order to promote the event. There was also a boy band called Yume Kojo the Band, also releasing many singles, including the main theme of the event, Arabian Nights. Ooh. Uh, On July 18th, 1986, Fuji TV executives and talent wore masks and revealed the character of Imogen announcing the event. A very famous arena called Nippon Budokan uh, that was originally built for hosting the judo event in the 1964 Summer Olympics was renamed to Maharaja Yumekojo and became a disco hall in August to promote the event.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Perfect. Time of like city pop bouncing around Japan. Oh, what a vibe. That's interesting to me mm-hmm. because in Yakuza 0, there's a whole bunch of discos. Well, there's two. There's one in each of the big cities um, that you play in. And they have a place called Maharaja. Uh, and Yeah, all the, the discos are named Maharaja.
3: Hmm.
1: So I guess it's, I don't know if it's connected to that in some way, but like, it can't be a coincidence. It's crazy. By, by July 1987, 45% of Japanese people were apparently aware of the event. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's ridiculous. Good job with the promotion there. Granted, they, they did it over the course of a year, but still.
0: God, I wish 45% of Japan was aware of this
1: podcast. They wouldn't, like, a lot of them wouldn't understand it, right? <laughs> like, Well, you know. <laughs> Big fan, don't know a word they're saying.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: It's like the weebs that pretend they understand Japanese. Uh, but that that wasn't enough to push the promotion just that little bit further. In collaboration with Nintendo, the video game Kojo Doki Doki Panic was released mm-hmm. July 10th, 1987, eight days prior to the event uh, for the Famicom Disk System. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. Before we talk about that, I do want to just go over some of the contents of the event itself because I, I, I found it fascinating, to be honest. Um, it lasted... It sounds like it's gonna be like a like a Glastonbury like last like a uh, maybe a week, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> You'd be like, man, that was a great week. Catch you guys next year. No, this thing went on for forty four days in two cities. Forty four days, bloody hell! <laughs> the entrance Guild, To even get into the event, you had to go through a thing called the tunnel shock. Oh yeah, take me in there. <laughs> it's a futuristic portal with cool mirrors and stuff. It's like, whoa. Oh, I bet it is. Oh, have you seen videos and pics of this? Yeah, there was some photos and, and video of in that, in that video I mentioned. Mm. And also, there was a whole book that was put together um, about the development of Yumikojo, how it went, everything like that. Oh, um, that this guy, I guess, took notes from by translating it from Japanese. But yeah, the, the, the entrance look like something out of the Crystal Maze or something. You know, the futuristic area in the Crystal Maze? Oh, Of course, mate, yeah. It looked like that. Oh, that that's a vibe.
0: That's an 80s vibe right there. Dun,
3: dun, 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 dun,
0: I just miss like like the whole big budget, you know, sidetrack, big budget like game show vibes, you know, where you get like Jungle Run. Yeah. You get um, Takeshi's Castle, even, if we're speaking about Japan. Just like the full on, like, they go mental on like the props and that.
3: Yeah.
1: Have you ever watched that, um, what's the BBC trivia show that's on now? That's on every night. Which one? Pointless? No, nah, not Pointless. It's the, it's the other one that always has celebrities. Tipping Point? The Chase? No, 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 no. Eggheads? <laughs> God, you're listing these off in, in such a miserable fashion.
0: <laughs> Some of them are right. Eggheads. The Chase. <laughs> no, but you know, it is literally like there's nothing else on retirement home telly, you know?
1: Yeah. So whilst there, you could go see a few things at Yumekojo. There was the amazing Matsuri Orochi, which is a a big dome that demonstrated a lot of special effects. They wanted to kind of inspire a new generation of special effects uh, cinema in in Japan. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, There was Magical Romance, which was a digital matchmaking service where I guess you fill out some questionnaires and it kind of gives you like a card and you go to a whole bunch of different stations and it kind of potentially matches you up with someone else at the event, which is pretty cute.
0: 44 days of matchmaking and special (laughs) effects. What a vibe, eh? The longest speed dating. Where was the invite?
1: (laughs) Where was the invite? It was in your dad's box. (laughs) It was there all along. There was a Muck Vision, which was a video game showcase featuring Nintendo and Sega hardware. Mm-hmm. I guess like Muck Rider?
0: Uh, maybe. But I don't know. Mac Rider seemed like a bit of a, a low-key punch, you know. It was like an arcade game and an NES game and that was it. Maybe. Maybe. You might be right, babes. You might be right. You're the one that's done the homework here. Yeah, I'm not sure though. I've just come back from work straight
1: into the podcast. Yeah, man. You just sat your cute little butt down.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So another thing they had, Gil. It was sick as shit, to be honest. It's called Super Game Z, and it was was a collaboration between Sega and Nissan where attendees would use outrun arcade cabinets to remote control futuristic-looking F-Zero-style cars around a racetrack in real life with small model versions you could buy to build at home. That's wicked, yeah. You you got in an Outrun cabinet. You got in an Outrun cabinet, and there was like a go kart track that was enormous in front of you. But you weren't looking at that. You were looking into your beautiful Outrun screen, your CRT television that was beaming the light from your from your car in the race directly into your eyeballs. It looks mental. It looks so much fun. <laughs> that apparently, apparently, there were like like five hour wait times for this thing.
0: I can believe it. Yeah, because they're
1: going to do like I don't know. Four, five, six races at a time—it's crazy. <laughs> Their DiscoVision 360, <laughs> which was an arrangement of 336 21-inch CRT televisions arranged in a dome-like circle, displaying an audiovisual piece that lasted eight minutes. Hmm. It was just kind of like ring of TVs that you were sort of watching a clip, but they were like all offset and stuff like that. So it's not it's not like you could ju- they were all like showing the same thing. They were all kind of showing different images as it was
3: mm-hmm.
1: as it was going. There was 3D Video Live, which was a 3D film theater where you wear a little visor. Um and it, it didn't look like it was using the red and blue glasses. Oh that's crap 3D. That never worked. Yeah, for nineteen eighty six six it looked pretty cool to be honest. It looked like it was gonna be like the look like it practically looked like they were watching Avatar but with a virtual boy on their heads. Ooh.
0: That red, red and black sickness. <laughs> Speaking of, I still haven't played uh, Virtual Boy. <laughs> still hasn't happened. Wow. Yeah, it's basically a Lost Cause uh, Free Up Moon guys. What, what's our fan base called? Oh. Mooners?
1: <laughs> mooners? Moon boys? Moon men? Mooners. We encourage our fans to show their asses
3: <laughs> whenever possible.
0: <laughs> I reckon Mooners. It's good bands. It's a band. No, so it's good bants.
3: Oh, right. Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah.
0: What's up, Mooners? All right, that works. What's up, Mooners?
1: Um, cool, nice. Then there was the Space Womb. Mm-hmm. The Space Womb, <laughs> from which we are all born, which was like a big futuristic disco dome with like lots of lights, looked like a big fun party. There was also the Dream Emporium, which was a celebrity meet-and-greet and, and food-slash-shopping area with stuff from around the world. Oh,
0: Oh, nice. Meet Cameron Diaz and have baked
1: beans. (laughs) Every Japanese man's dream. Exactly. Um, Oh, no
0: wonder 45% of the country knew about
1: it. Yeah, exactly. Got to be there. Then there was a carnival site as well, which was a massive area with a big pavilion for various performances and concerts. Mm -hmm. In total, Gil, 5.7 million people attended. It's a lot of people. Which I don't know. What's the population of Japan? I'm too lazy to do the maths, but yeah, that's a lot of lot of heads. Yeah, population of Tokyo is nine point two seven three. So you got to imagine you're getting a good proportion of the proportion of the city coming to this event.
0: The cool kids, you know.
3: Yeah.
1: Cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. Not bad. So good. It's a cool little uh, bit of trivia there, mate.
1: Yeah. That's. that's I mean, I it's it's more than that. It's kind of the it's kind of the the reason this whole thing exists. It's the reason the second game exists, the second game in the Mario franchise. So I think maybe we should, for now, uh, jump into Super Mario Brothers 2, go through that, talk about that, and then we can go back and talk about uh, Doki Doki Panic uh, and, and kind of compare and contrast a little bit, do a little bit of uh, GCSE English Lit, and uh, <laughs> report our findings.
0: I have you know I got an A-star in GCSE uh, English Lit?
1: So, uh, no, maybe I, maybe I got an A. Maybe I got an A, I'm not sure.
0: Oh, you, you loser, you freak.
1: Yeah, you are smart, Gil. You know what you're doing. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I'd man, like uh, Mario Bros. I, 2. So for those of you, go on. I, I'd like to invite you, as yep. always, uh, to read
3: through the manual with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah? The story of Super Mario Bros. 2 is how we start.
1: Yeah. What about one evening, Mario had a strange dream. He dreamt of a long, long story. Spoilers already. Whoa. Well, it's not spoilers. though. it's in the manual. There we go. It, yeah. Wow. And, and and no, it's not. It's also not. It's not a. No. Hey, Gil. I get the feeling you skipped the beginning of the game. There's there's a bloody cute little storybook thing that appears. It writes out the little story. It pretty much tells you exactly this.
0: Uh, I just messed start. You know, like any real gamer.
1: Nah, real gamers, they, they're there for the narrative in these Mario games all the way. <laughs> God, on then, what have you got? He dreamt of a long, long stairway leading up to a door. As soon as the door opened, he was confronted with a world he had never seen before, spreading out as far as his eyes could see. When he strained his ears to listen, he heard a faint voice saying, Welcome to Subcon. I'm doing the voice from, uh, you you've ever yeah. gone to uh, Wombo.com? Wombo. Yeah, Wombo. Wombo.com.
0: is in, I Wombo,
1: you Wombo, he's Yeah, is in, I Wombo, yeah. But not, but it wasn't, I don't think it was named after that. I don't think it'll run anymore, actually, because Flash is dead, isn't it? They killed Flash. They killed Wombo.com. Oh. Wombo.com was a website, and you would go to it, and it would say, on <laughs> in text, it would say, Wombo.com, and then there'd be a voice that would go, Welcome to Wombo.com. <laughs> this... He's Wombocom. And you could just kind of hang out there and let the voice sort of tell you where you are. That's pretty dope. Uh, Welcome to Subcom, the land of dreams. Mm -hmm. We have been cursed by Wart, and we are completely under his evil spell. We have been awaiting your arrival. Please defeat Wart and return Subcom to its natural state. The curse Wart has put on you in the real world will not have any effect upon us here, or upon you here. Remember, Wart hates vegetables. Please help us. <laughs> so,
0: as, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Mario doesn't really have any sort of, I don't know what the word is, um, reason to give a shit about this story then, to be honest. So he's been told he won't be affected by it if it goes wrong or if he, if he ends up in trouble.
1: No, because, because Wart has put an evil spell on Mario. Allegedly, it says here the curse Wart has put on you in the real world will not have any effect upon you here. So he's cur- Mario is cursed in the real world, but he's not cursed in the su- in subcon. If he goes to subcon, he won't be cursed there. So he can help the people in subcon defeat Wart. Ah, uh, so in order to wake up <laughs> Mario, has to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but okay, so then the faint voice says, Wart hates vegetables, please help us. At the same time this was heard, uh, a bolt of lightning flashed before Mario's eyes. Stunned, Mario lost his footing and tumbled upside down. He awoke with a start to find himself sitting up in his bed. To clear his head, Mario talked to Luigi, Toad and Princess about the strange dream he had. That's potentially like the most relatable Mario has come across. <laughs> well so far
0: (laughs) guys I had a really scary dream and it's like it's really (laughs) bothering me can I just yeah man just sit down come on I'll I'll make you a cup of tea come on mate it's all right. I can see it's bothering you like (laughs) I thought you were acting funny this morning (laughs) like some really real ass Mario
1: interaction honey you've barely touched your mushroom stew Eh, uh, Peach, uh, 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 the voice, uh, uh, the people of Supcon.
0: Whoa, Mario, Mario, can you put out the Koopa shell? I always put out the Koopa shell. Whoa, okay, whoa, okay, what's up?
1: God, that is rude. If they put their garbage in a Koopa shell, that Mario's
2: face, fuck.
1: <laughs> that is exactly the sort of thing that would appear in like a Paper Mario game but never really be directly acknowledged. But the implications of it are really, like, fucked up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He talked to Mario, or Mario, Mario talked to Luigi, Toad and Princess about the strange dream he had. Uh, they decided to go to a nearby mountain for a picnic. After arriving at the picnic area and looking at the scenery, they see a small cave nearby. When they enter the cave, to their great surprise... There's a stairway leading up, up, and up. I bet Mario freaked that out when he saw that.
0: You know, like I bet Mario was literally <laughs> uncontrollably freaking
1: at that point. You know what? You know what? I bet he didn't. I bet Luigi was like, oh, "Shit, isn't that like what he said in his dream?" <laughs> I bet Mario was like, "Okay, it's real. It's fate. Let's let's go. I have got to handle it. If this is where we're at, if this is where, if this is what's happening, I'll I'll approach it head on. You know, he's he he's ready to face the danger."
0: Oh well, let's go.
1: It is exactly like the one Mario saw in his dream. Mm-hmm. They all walk together up the stairs and at the top find a door, just like the one in Mario's dream. Mm-hmm. When Mario and his friends, in fear, open the door... There
0: you go, in fear. It's, it, it's, it's on paper. They were shitting themselves.
1: I, I would like to imagine there are various levels of shitting themselves, all right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, like... I reckon like Peach was the most <laughs> toad calm. Toad would
1: be toad would be freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> as much as much, as much as Luigi would be
3: scared, Toad would
1: be shrieking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <literally>. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Peach was like slight lip quivering, you know, like Otherwise, completely, yeah. you know, like well,
1: Peach. Her Peach's the the maximum amount of Peach's emotion, aside from that one game where you control her emotions, <laughs> would be like is is like usually her going like,
2: ah, oh,
0: help me, ah, oh, Mario, help me.
1: Uh-huh. She she looks like she's like stoned in Mario Galaxy, or or in 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 Sunshine even when she's like,
0: Mama, huh? It's
1: like are you are
2: you
0: awake? Are you? <laughs> To be fair, though, she was in that great big metal mecha Bowser thing in the blazing hot sun. She was probably like heat stroke, sunstroke to hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That
0: makes sense. Go on then. So they were all shitting themselves as we were
1: when Mario and his friends, in fear, open the door. To their surprise, the world that he saw in his dreams in his dreams spreads out before them. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the story. That's or that's at least the setup of the story. Know the basic rules of the game. First, pick which character you will play as. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not just uh, Super Mario Bros. 2 slash Lost Levels where you can pick a character. And it's not just Mario and Luigi either. You can be Mario, Luigi, Toad in brackets Mushroom Retainer or Princess in brackets Toadstool. So many options.
0: Wicked. It's really cool. It's really cool. It's one of my favorite things about this game.
1: It's sick. Uh, there are seven worlds, not eight. Bit of a weird twist. I guess they hadn't really settled that oh, eight was a good number. Uh, this game is comprised of 20 areas in seven worlds. Uh, the the last world, world seven, only has two levels as opposed to the rest, which have three. Uh, there is a little boss at the end of each area. The big boss, Wart, is waiting for you at the end of the final area once you've cleared all of the other areas. Mm-hmm. It's cool because he, instead of uh, just fighting Bowser or fake Bowser, uh, uh, like seven times, you fight uh, a whole bunch of different bosses, and they will look different. They all have interesting designs.
0: Yeah, again, that's a big that's a big plus uh, point I think um, of Mario Bros too, especially in contrast to the first one. Yeah, it's just like the boss var- variety. You know, it's pretty cool.
1: The, the variety in general, to be honest, the the. Granted, you're missing things like uh, underwater levels and, and, and stuff like that, but there is still, like, there's a lot going on. There's some, like, sky-themed area. We'll, 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 we'll get to it. Um, knowing what each character can do. Jumping power. Each of the four have different jumping powers and ways of jumping. Mario has average jumping power in almost all situations, but the height he can jump decreases a little when he is carrying an item. Luigi. He can jump the highest and can go much further but he jumps slowly. He's very floaty on the way up and down. He is incredibly floaty, yeah. Never felt good to me. <laughs> Worst character. When he has an item, uh, his power decreases more than Mario. So I guess he, he, he even becomes a worse jumper. Um, Toad, he has the least jumping power, but since he has lifting power, the heights he can jump <sighs> and the speed he can run does not change, even if he is carrying an item. Toad lifts. Toad is the most consistent character. He also pulls items out of the ground a lot faster than all the others, I think. Or well, not a lot faster. Toad's built in this game. Toad is built. Uh, Princess Toadstool. she is number three in jumping power. When you hold down the A button, she can float in the air for about 1.5 seconds. Her jumping power decreases quite a bit when she is carrying an item. Mm. I just want to say, this, this manual has some really nice illustrations, like really nice coloured illustrations. Um, with some really, like, of the era Mario designs. Mario has very chubby cheeks. Uh, Good stuff. Like, mustache is, like, it's out of control, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Mm. Toad looks very cute. Toad looks like he does in the cartoons, almost, in in the Super Mario Bros. Super Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the princess looks great as well there's a there's an image of them for this running section which says they all run at the same speed but if they are carrying something the order, order from slowest to quickest is Princess Toad, uh, Princess Toadstool, Luigi, Mario, Toad um, and they have them in order like that and they're all running to the side and and Peach is like picking up her dress to help her run, herself run a little faster wicked yeah that's the one that's good really really cute art Picking up mushroom blocks. The speed at which they pick up items in order of the slowest to quickest is Princess Toadstool, Luigi, Mario, Toad. And it's got them all again picking up stuff. And Toad is like, Toad has picked it up with such speed and force that he's launched himself into the air slightly. He's like, what? <laughs> um, watch out for game over. Your game starts with three lives. You lose a life when your life meter becomes zero. You have HP in this Mario game. Mm-hmm. The life meter starts from the second mark. When the marks are all white, you lose a life. This meter can increase to a maximum of four marks. If you slip up when the number of lives remaining is zero, the game will be over. Ooh. Uh, You lose a life if you fall down. There are holes and waterfalls. Uh, You will lose a life if you carelessly fall into one of these. Be careful not to fall when you jump or lose your footing. Also, do not fall when up high in the sky. You become smaller when the life meter reads one mark. Be careful. And it has like a, it has an illustration of Big Mario mm. looking down at Little Mario and being like, huh. Oh. He's like concerned because he's becoming that, I guess. But the implication is that like he's he's scared of like this child version of himself or the 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 impact that the image is having on me. If I explain that poorly,
0: that's weird. Yeah, I I can visualize it. Um, I think what's interesting, um. Not to sandbag you intentionally. That's right. But um, with the whole HP uh, system and being small with one and, you know, be careful. Yeah. It's not a disadvantage in this game other than meaning you will die if you get hit once more because there's no there's no bricks that you can break anymore um, which would otherwise be beneficial in the earlier games. Um, you know, when you're bigger Mario you can break through bricks otherwise you just bounce off them which or you, or, or you just bounce into them you don't do anything to them. Um, whereas in this game it's... If anything, you've just got a smaller hitbox, which is very useful in certain sections.
1: Have you considered this? That when they're smaller, uh, they look not great.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: Aside from Toad, Toad looks all right. Toad looks great. Everyone else else has their normal-sized head on their small body. mm which is also kind of what's going on in the image. His head is slightly smaller, but it's pretty much the same size as Big Mario. But his body—it's like it's like you've squashed him vertically. It's like, or yeah,
0: you get backache if you're a small Mario, you know.
1: And that's kind of that's kind of what they look like in game.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but you know, man,
1: I don't like looking at him. I don't like looking at him.
0: I don't know, little Toad, pretty cute.
1: Oh, Toad again. Toad looks great.
0: That's what I mean.
1: But little Luigi. Huh?
0: That's fine, you don't play as Luigi. That's your fault for choosing Luigi on the character select, to be honest.
1: I wanted to choose each of the characters so I could experience them slightly for the podcast, and I know you had the exact same same attitude.
0: I did it. Don't you worry, mate. Don't you worry, I've got things to say. How dare you.
1: Retry and continue. Mm -hmm. The right screen will appear when your game is over. To begin another game from the same world as as it ended, press continue. Press retry to start a completely new game from the beginning. Games can only be continued twice. It's pretty harsh. Pretty harsh. I would say, I mean, we'll get to it in a bit, but you can get one-ups. I mean, it's inconsistent, but you can get one-ups pretty easily in this game. Let's see how Mario and his friends move around. How to use the controller. <laughs> it's very cute. Uh, you can, I mean, It's Mario. You can run, you can jump. Uh, you can press the run button while standing over a little um, <laughs> bushel on the floor to uproot whatever is underneath the ground. Uh, or you if you're standing on an enemy, which instead of j- jumping on enemies and killing them, you stand on them in this game. It's weird. We've had three different relationships in with the past three games with the idea of being on top of an enemy. Mm-hmm. In, in, Don- in, in, in Mario Bros., it kills you. In Super Mario Bros., you kill them. And now in Super Mario Bros. 2, you stand on them and pick them up. By pressing the A button. And if you don't, you just ride them. You just kind of stand on top of them and they keep moving. Yeah. You surf on them. You surf in USA them. hmm A character's response to controls will vary depending on the place and possessions. That's such a weird way of phrasing that. I know what they mean, but that is very odd. Mm. And yeah, you can duck to go down certain... Uh, they're not pipes, but they're like vases. Yeah went to like a big vase, but then it's like bigger on the inside like a TARDIS.
0: Mechanically the same, basically.
1: Yeah, and you can climb up vines and ladders and stuff. Uh, you can do all kinds of jumps. You can press A to jump on the spot. You can press A whilst running to jump and do a running jump. You can hold down and, and you press jump after holding down when Mario is flashing and you will jump 1.5 times higher than your regular jump. Which I think is necessary in certain parts. It's ne- Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I believe so. Mm-hmm. You can carry a mushroom block by standing on it and pressing B. And uh, try pulling up the grass. When you press the B button when standing on the grass, you find growing here and there. You will pull it out and lift it up. On the surface of the desert, you can also dig in the soft sand. Mm. Uh, you can throw things by pressing B, which is cool because there's like bombs and stuff uh, that you can use to to dig through rock. Which are really annoying and can damage you. You also need them for certain bosses, and yeah, you can throw the vegetables at enemies, and they'll they'll knock them off. It's pretty satisfying because if they, they they tend to space enemies in such a way that if you throw a turnip at one, it'll kind of skim along it, along it, like you're kind of skipping a stone. You get like a little combo, yeah, taking them all out. Yeah, I mean, there are Cooper shells in this game as well that you can get from the ground, but I guess that's kind of the more common equivalent of, of that in this game.
0: Yeah, and also um, you can throw out enemies into other enemies, which is quite, kind of cool as well.
1: Yeah, that's the next bullet point here. If you stand on an enemy and press the B button, you'll be able to lift up the enemy, and you can throw them into other enemies. And they have like a little... It's like someone's taken like photos of the CRT TV. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, you can also go faster by pressing either left or right of the control pad and the B button at the same time, like you can in Mario Bros. one or Super Mario Bros. 1.
3: Um, yeah. Duck to dodge. That's about it, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and you can... There's
1: doors. There's doors in this game. There are a lot. A lot of doors. You enter them by pressing up beside them, and uh, sometimes a door needs a key, and you have to look for the key. It'll typically be not too far away. Mm. Items that help Mario and his friends. These, again, are all just like someone took a photo of the sprite work. Coins. Mm-hmm. Coins are different in this game, Gil. They're not scattered everywhere to sort of reward you for just existing in the environment. They are hidden in yeah. the sub-world.
3: Mm. It's
1: hard to explain. We'll get to that bit. Explain explain the other
0: item. You'll get
1: there. Yeah, says here, though, you can win extra lives with luck and the coins you have collected so far.
3: Mm.
1: Uh, unripened vegetables. They are not fully grown. Just give them to the enemies, which is a very... <laughs> are they being, like, sly and snide? and mean, like, hey, mm. add them out. <laughs> uh, ripe vegetables. If you pull out a lot of them. What? Oh, I guess if you pull out multiple vegetables in a row it increases the chance of getting a big fat one mm. yeah Is that
0: the implication but even then like i feel like the uh they're the same sprite size and i'm pretty sure like the leafy part yeah, I, I don't think it, of I don't the think it would be more damaging
1: still kill them anyway so it's like i don't get that yeah, yeah. weird that's weird weird weird, weird. uh turtle shells when you throw them they slide and hit the enemy mhm bomb a few seconds after they're picked up they flicker and explode mushroom block which they look like jars to me.
0: Mm, No. No? No, they're
1: a mushroom block. Okay, but are you thinking of the mushrooms or are you thinking of the mushroom blocks? No, the mushroom blocks. No, it's not a mushroom block. No,
0: that's fine, man. No, 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 That's all right. That's a jar. It looks Mm. like a
1: jar with a big lid. Massive lid, yeah.
0: A mushroom-sized
1: lid. Yeah, massive lid. But like a, you know, know, massive nose Mario, massive lid for his jar. (laughs) Tell us about mushroom blocks. They can be used as steps, and for attacking the enemy, you pick them up and throw them down. Uh, Mushrooms. They appear when you enter a warp to subspace at a certain place. Man, it really just throws that at you halfway through the manual. Uh, (laughs) Subspace exists. Um, Your life meter will increase by one mark. A one-up. When a one-up mushroom appears, you get a new life. They probably should explain that you typically find those in certain kind of hard-to-get-to little bushels of greenery that you can pull up. Mm. Uh, small heart. This appears when you beat a lot of enemies. The life meter recovers by one mark. Power block. When you throw this, the earth shakes and you can beat all the enemies. And a key. You need this to open locked doors. Your running speed does not change even if you have a key. That'll be useful later on. Yep. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Really useful items. Go to subspace with magic. If you ever find a magic potion, which you can pull up randomly, from the little bushels of grass, not randomly. Sorry, it's it's specific specific bushels have, have these. Try throwing it. When you do, uh, a door will appear. You'll enter the subspace if you press the top of the control pad whilst in front of the door. Man, they really okay. This is, this manual is this manual feels a bit laying it out. It's, it's laying it out, but it also I feel like you could write this better. The grass in subspace will turn into coins until you use magic twice in that area. I thought it was just on a timer. What's it talking about if you ma- use magic twice in that area? I, I have no idea. If you place a door in a certain place, there will be a heart that will increase your life meter. Ah, <gasps> that's just directly translated from the manual from from the manual for Doki Doki Panic. Because in in Doki Doki Panic, there's not mushrooms to to get stronger. It's just hearts.
0: Oh, you've called them out, Boney. That's not on.
1: Yeah, yeah, slammed. There we go. Bony's got them fired. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like we could maybe explain that better. So, occasionally, you'll pull out a flask of a magic potion. Uh, you can throw it, and you kind of go into, like, a, a, a an other world, a little kind of dark world version of the... It's like a silhouette version. Yeah, all of the landscape is, is silhouetted as opposed to kind of being in full colour. And any bushels of grass that were present in the normal world, uh, when you pull them up in the, in the subworld, have coins. Mm.
0: And sometimes at designated parts of, uh, uh, yeah, at designated parts, you can um, find mushrooms.
1: That, that I do enjoy actually, because there'll be little parts where you're like,
3: mm, I
1: bet there's a mushroom there. And you have to go find the potion nearby, grab it and bring it back. And you're like, ah, <laughs> every time it's there, you're like, yeah, mm. very enjoyable. Um, You'll become invincible by collecting cherries.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: A Starman will appear when you collect enough cherries. When you pick this up, you'll become invincible for a limited time. Time stop. Vegetables are not only used for attack. If you have already taken four and you take a fifth one, a stopwatch will appear. When you take this, the enemy's movements will stop for a limited time. Is that how it works? I thought it was completely random, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was just certain ones had one as well. But I guess hmm. if you're pulling out vegetables in a row, you're more likely to get a stopwatch? Apparently, yeah. Interesting. A bonus chance at the end of an area. Clear the screen by overthrowing the boss character. At the end of each area, there is a mask that becomes a gate to the next area. Mask there? Well, why, where could they have got that mask from? In order to open the gate, you must get a hold of the crystal ball. Birdo sometimes has the crystal ball, so you get it back by defeating him. At the end of each world, the boss is waiting for you again the bonus game is one of chance get more lives by collecting cherries you can win extra lives when you get when you clear each area you get one play for each coin you have collected from the last basically it's a slot machine you play the slot machine if you get a cherry you get one more life if you get two cherries you get two more lives if you get three cherries you get five more lives I played this game all the way through and then played it again sort of in Doki Doki Panic a bit and I never got three cherries no I I was crap at this slot machine thing. Oh, doo, 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 doo.
0: I just kept getting misses.
1: Oh, I definitely got a lot of lives. There was there was a point where I had like ten lives. No, not 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 Andrew. But 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 full admission to the viewers, I was I was a rewinding a fair bit. I Did use the rewind?
0: I don't disclose that because now I have to disclose it, and I have to be honest that I also used a few rewinds. Uh, that's that's fair. It's a difficult video game. And I also did it. I was like, do I? do I want to risk a game over? I was like, no, I don't. And I did make a f- like maybe one, two safe seats uh, throughout the game as well. Three up moon. Sue us. Sue us. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Give Give me shit. Call me a casual, man. Like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time.
1: I want to hear the emails, you know? Give it to me. Yeah, give us hate. <laughs> Obstructing your way. Gangs of enemy characters. Gangs. The gangs. Yeah, there they go. <laughs> uh shy guy red a member of the eight bits a club from evil dreams he wears a mask because he's shy
3: hmm
1: shy guy pink he moves back and forth on the hills carefully avoid him he's like the the red coopers of the of the subcon tweeter it's a bird with a mask he hops try to get on top of his head Mm -hmm. sniff it red a member of the eight bits he wears a mask and spits the bullets of evil dreams from his mouth. Oh, nice. They just kind of could go like full, fully out there, you know? They could just really get fast and loose with it. Sniff it, grey. He jumps before spitting a bullet. Learn the timing of those bullets. Grey sniffits suck. Yeah, not grey, sniffits. Sniff it, pink. He moves back and forth on the hills. Avoid his bullets with timely jumps.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Ninji one. He is a little devil who appears in the dreams of NES players. Excuse me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Ninji, he's Freddy Krueger from Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> Is that Freddy Krueger? Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. When they make fun of him, Rick and Morty.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, you're man. You're cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, I'm smart.
1: God, your IQ, man. Yeah. He moves fast and will persistently chase you. Mm-hmm. Ninji too. He stays in one spot and jumps repeatedly. A strange guy. <laughs> There's
0: no visual difference between the two, I don't think. So I
1: always thought it was kind of random, the behavior. Ninji 2 is slightly blue, according to this palette. Ah, uh, fair enough. That they have here, but I feel like you only really see blue ninjis in the caves. And I feel like those ones run as well. Mm. Truly both strange guys. Um, at least Ninji 2 isn't assaulting me in my dreams because I'm an NES player. <laughs> Bezo red oh the guy who owns amazon yeah jeff (laughs) bezos
0: yeah what's up hey he got him (laughs) go on put me out my misery
1: tell me about bezos man uh he's a little angely flying dude with like a a little it's not a pitchfork it's like a lance but it's got an extra prong uh, fans of the Neon Genesis Evangelion series or the Bible will recognize it as looking similar to the Lance of Long Longinus. Long, yeah, something like that. Oh, bloody dogs. Which was, of course, the Lance used uh, to kill Jesus. That's a thing. He attacks by diving at you. Looks like a shy guy with wings. Yeah, that's probably a better description. But the mask is different. The mask, the, each of these, by the way, again, has like a, a cute little drawing. Mm. And the ninja ones, the ninja ones have like buck teeth. A little bit. Or at least like, like rambety sort of teeth. They've
0: got like fangs, like a fang either side. I guess, yeah,
1: I guess that's what they've kind of translated
0: those into. Yeah. Butt teeth. No, they're cool, man. Don't do... I, why do they do the, my guys dirty like that, man? They,
1: they kind of look a bit gourmet. You know the, You know how the, the eyes look like a little... It's, it, it almost looks like they're wearing like a mask or something.
0: That's what I mean. They're like ninjas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, here they have like cartoony big eyes. They're like, wow, they look like they'd be kind of making some annoying sort of minion-y noises. Mm. What a shame. Yeah, sorry, girl. Swing and a miss. There's also Bezo Pink. Uh he attacks by flying straight at you. Stay calm and study his movements carefully.
0: Stay calm. Tony needs to take that advice <laughs> after fucking discovering that staircase and door earlier. <laughs> yeah, he's still fucking coursing with adrenaline.
1: <laughs> uh Hoopster. Eh? He is a creature about the size of a basketball. He resembles a ladybug. He lives on vines and crawls up and down.
0: Oh, that's what they call him. Oh, yeah. Hoopster. I know the other names for them, but I didn't know that bloke.
1: Uh, There's Fanto.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. Don't you worry, mate.
1: Yeah. He is normally at rest and waits by keys. Mm. If you take a key, he will pursue you. And that, oh, he's good. And
0: he's, he's, I mean, he's actually in the game. He's really nowhere near as threatening as like, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's just like you drop the key and he'll pack it in, he'll run off screen. Yeah. So he's really easy to um, outdo in that sense. But it is kind of creepy how like, you'll take the key from the room, leave the room, and he'll just come straight at you in the other room. And you can keep moving rooms, but he will find you and he will keep chasing you.
1: Even the way that in the key room itself... Uh, when you pick up the key, I believe you're safe, but hit the, the, there's a mask, there's a phantom mask in the background that's static that flashes as soon as you have the key and you're like, i got to get the fuck
3: out of here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Even though you're safe, you're like, shit's about to go down. It's like you're pulling off a heist. It's good. Um, Trouter is a fish which lives in the world of dreams. You'll find it in waterfalls and rivers. Yeah, they do exist, yeah. yeah. He interferes with Mario. <laughs> So do the rest of them. <laughs> if anything, not really, because they often require him <laughs> as like platforms. If anything, he helps
0: Mario. <laughs> Mario would not reach war. Mario would not reach war without... And uh, Maybe, Ron, well, maybe there are some glitch exploits or some like tricky Luigi jumps to get around it. But I'm pretty sure there are some levels that would be unbeatable if they just deleted the Trouter coat in the game. If they just undid Trouter from the game. Yeah. I don't think Mario
1: could ever reach war. Porcupo. His body is entirely covered with spines, so you can't climb on his back. He's kind of this game spiny. He looks like a little hedgehog. In in you'll like this, Gil. In um in the <laughs> in the the drawing for him, he he's he got kind of a cuphead vibe to me. To be honest, he looks like um you know the the pig that sells you the different guns. Welcome. Yeah, he's got those oh, sorts why? of eyes, and he's got like a <laughs> big red nose.
0: Right, that's getting a Google. I'm 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 not gonna not look at that right. Hold on.
1: I I don't want to I don't want to emphasize it too much. It's not so dramatically cupped that you're like that's a Cuphead baddie. But the eyes the eyes are very kind of giving me that vibe. God, I can't wait for
0: Cuphead DLC. Yeah,
1: you're gonna have to wait though.
0: Do 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 do, do, do. Uh, mate, I'll wait. Uh, people cry about having to wait and you know oh, it was meant to come out years ago, two years ago. But it's like yeah, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, but it will be worth it. Man, I'm patient. You know what can I say? Yeah, man. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, there he is. Porky boat. Bless him.
1: Yeah. bob He has a terrible temper. When he gets angry, he explodes. Albatos. He used to be only a resident in the world of dreams. Now, by order of Wart, he works as a carrier of bob Which is, that's interesting lore. Um, Pidget. He brings evil dreams. He can't fly on his own. So Wart gave him a flying carpet. Pidget's great. Pidget's such a great little bloke. Pidgeot's pretty great. He's got very manic eyes. Um, he's got like a top knot in the, the art. Mm. Yeah, like
0: three tufts of hair.
1: Yeah, three tufts of hair, but with like a little a little, uh, rubber band or something, or, or a hairband to uh, to tie them up. Mm. Yeah, he's on a magic flying car, but he's, you know. Balling. Cobra. Like a cobra. Uh, usually asleep in a jar. It moves on Wart's command, often appearing in the dreams of Toad. Wait, Cobra, cobra Rat. Cobra Rat, yeah. Yeah, what a little rat. He is a little rat, actually. He's, he's, <laughs> I've,
0: I've been hurt so many times thanks to that bloke just jumping out at an angle where, like, I try and jump and I'm like, I'm going at a speed. I'm like, I can get there before him. And he just headbutts Mario and doom, doom, doom. You know, he shrinks me down. Yeah.
1: Little rat. Yeah, he's despicable. Yeah, they they they're kind of this game's piranha plants, I guess. But they're sort of even, even more annoying. They
0: are really annoying actually. I they, there's so many times that I've been hit by cobrats mm. when I'm like, oh, I can get around this. Or like, you know, I've I've got my gamer senses. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna beat him to it, or like I'm gonna pick him up and throw him, and then some, for some reason I'll be hurt for doing that. Yeah. Cobrats suck. Cobrats suck. Never mind gray sniffets. Don't don't put them on the same level. Cobrats are the worst.
1: Uh, Panzer.
0: Oh, then again, Panzer's pretty bad. That's a flower that just gauzes fire, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the only plant life wart created for the world of dreams. It spouts fire. So, okay, we haven't got to it yet, but do you think the enemies in Super Mario World that are the flowers that shoot the fireballs are inspired by Panzers from Super Mario Bros. 2? And now that we're speaking about Mario World, to answer your question,
0: yes. And um, to add to that, we were talking about ninjas and we were gushing about them. Mm-hmm. They're in one level in the game of Mario World. <laughs> it's pretty silly, isn't it? They're in one level. And it's Bowser's back door. <laughs> Where there's like a dark <laughs> room, which again, one mechanic only used once. Mm-hmm. And you just get a couple of ninjas bouncing up and down in there. Yep. What's Bowser doing with ninjas? <laughs>
1: He's keeping them for the next
0: adventure. <laughs> Other than that, they kind of appear in Paper Mario's. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And Mario Parties, and I think maybe some Mario and Luigi games. Mario and Luigi, actually, I know Mario and Luigi have Pidget in
1: it. And, and, and there's a Ninji's Challenge in Super Mario Maker 2, or Ninji Speedruns. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, well, I didn't know. There we go, case in point. You didn't know that? Nope, I didn't know that. Ninji, ninji hosts the Speedrun events in Super Mario Maker 2. <laughs> I'm glad my boy's getting some recognition. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got work. Anyway, uh, Beyond Panzer, what have we got? Ostro. Oh, bless him, yeah. Ostro, he serves as a means of transportation in the world of dreams. (laughs) Shy guys often ride him. It's got uh, a picture of a very... (laughs) He is not happy. He's freaking out, Ostro. He's like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) With a shy guy on his back, uh, kind of running along. He looks like an ostrich. Mm but he's, he's, yeah, he's freaking out a bit. Pokey. Yeah, baby. It's the introduction of Pokey, technically. Yes, Poke, Pokey's in a lot of other Mario games.
0: We've had a lot of uh, introductions actually in this game.
1: Yeah, Shy Guys, they hang on. The Bombs hang on.
0: Um, Sniffits kind of hang on in some games.
1: Yeah, Sniffits are around occasionally. Around occasionally. Ninjis, I guess. Uh, Pokey. Tweaker doesn't show up again. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Autobomb. Shy Guy's favorite ride. It is also referred to as a bad dream machine. Mm. <laughs> it's the, the little cannons that they ride occasionally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but you can also ride in one part of one of the levels once you throw the Shy Guy off. Very, very cool bit. Flurry, a snow monster. He'll chase you on ice skates. Very weird looking Flurry. Flurry's got kind of... Kind of a Kirby vibe. Yeah, like a Kirby Goombi. He's got a little mouth, I think, in the art but it's so tiny that you can, it could be confused for a sort of a, a baked bean that's fallen on his tummy <laughs> and he's forgotten about. Oh! Then there's Spark. He shines and moves in a circular motion around the walls and floors of the underground. Ooh. He moves fast or slow. Little shit he is. He's like, um, is it Amps? Uh, what, what they
0: call them? The little uh, electric balls in Mario 64 that go on into like new Super Mario Bros.?
1: Yeah. They're basically that. They're basically that. Something like that. Uh, then there is... Well, we're, we're in boss territory now.
0: Yeah, there's some bosses. <laughs> Let's see. Birdo. Well, there we go. There's another character that's uh, showed up a lot since.
1: Yeah, Birdo ends up kind of being a, a playable character in a lot of uh, spin-off games mm. and a lot of Mario Golf. Birdo is a pink dinosaur with a, a bow tie. The description reads, he thinks he is a girl and he spits eggs from his mouth. He'd rather be called Burdetta. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, or is that news to you?
0: No, no, I I know there's this whole Burdo is trans, and like that's gone back and forth. Burdo identifies as a bloke. Burdo identifies as a girl. Yeah. I didn't know um, Birdo wanted to be called Burdetta, though. Yeah. So why does Mario and the gang not just call her Burdetta?
1: Because uh, they're transphobic, and they don't respect. Apparently. <laughs> that sounds like a joke, but I mean, <laughs> it's what's happening. <laughs> so... So yeah, uh, there we go. Trans rights for for Burdetta. <laughs> Um and, and and actual
0: trans people as well. Uh Mauser. Oh Mauser deserves to be never mind Birdo, man. Mauser's where it's going, you know, like with his shades. He looks cool.
1: Mauser does look really
0: cool. And yeah, he never he never appears again.
1: Mauser is one of the characters here where I think his sprite work almost looks better than the the line art they've drawn for him. Mm. He looks kind of he looks a bit like
0: he kind of chubby in the artwork. Kind of harmless
1: yeah like there's a consistency with like rounded edges for a lot of the characters so i see why they've made this choice it would look weird if he was if he had the sort of his his, he's a mouse that has sunglasses Mm. um and his sunglasses in the sprite work are really sharp at the edges they're almost like um like the squirtle squad sunglasses oh yeah spot on yeah (laughs) but but he just looks like he's wearing a pair of Two dollar cheapo sunglasses from a
0: no, that's crap. That's crap. No, that's not, that's not what Mauser looks like. Miss me with that. It's
1: not great. Uh, Mauser, it is a bomber of bad dreams that destroys good dreams. It is proud and it doesn't believe that it is just a mouse.
0: Fair enough. I mean, I, I, I just like the character design, man, with his little sharp ass glasses. chucking bombs.
1: Yeah, he looks cool. Yeah, hanging out. Or I guess it looks cool. Fry Guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wart gave life to this entity which is created from fire he spits fireballs a little fireball with a face on sunglasses again or not uh, no I, I don't think he has sunglasses Oh, I don't think he has sunglasses he has like uh, goggles no like a like a like a like a mask but not like a full mask like one of those like a Catwoman mask oh yeah 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 and he, he I like his little kind of chubby fire cheeks that appear when he's blowing mm-hmm He's like, or he or when he's spitting fireballs, mm-hmm. which he does when he's mad, according to this. Um, Triclide.
0: Oh, no. Triclide is the worst um, dream character. Who, who did I stand at first? I, I was talking about um, the rat bloke, uh, the snake rat, whatever his name was.
1: Oh, you think Triclide is really annoying and hard to fight or something?
0: Yeah, massively. Really? Yeah.
1: I feel like I had more trouble with Mauser with him throwing the bombs and everything.
0: Oh, well, there you go, man. Mauser was cake for me. Huh. I don't even think I got damaged with Mauser, but Triclide took lives, bare lives.
1: Mauser just can kind of, he can really bulk up the screen with bombs, so he can get pretty intense. Mm. Triclide, you just throw the jars at him and you're gone.
0: Nah, because like every time I try and out- outrun the fires, because they just spit like a line of fire.
3: Mm.
0: And I, I just, oh, I'd get hit nonstop. And I'd like try and outrun it, I'd try and find the gaps. But then because of there's so many fireballs on screen, Mm. The game would slow down a bit, and so it would like mess up your rhythm a bit. You know, like it would slow down a bit and then speed up as one of the fireballs goes off screen. So, like,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So many
0: times with that, it would, you'd suddenly get hit by something. It's like, oh come on, man.
1: He's definitely. I think in that case, then he's one that you really need to try and do quickly.
0: And that, yeah, and that combined with some like um, mushroom block jank. Yes, where you throw it and it suddenly stacks for no, and you're like, oh,
1: what? Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're they're a bit inconsistent. We'll, 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 we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Triclide, he was once an outsider.
0: Where he belongs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But now he is one of Wart's helpers since he impressed Wart with his cunning brain and offensive capabilities, which are three times normal strength. So what's interesting about that is that Triclide is a lizard snake thing with three heads. Mm. And they say with his cunning brain, so these three snake heads are using one brain?
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, then they, what do they do really? They just goz fire at you aggressively, non stop. So, the, it, it's, you know, they're not doing anything that wild.
1: Well, not according to Wart. Wart says they're cunning, but I guess Wart is a toad that walks backwards and forwards <laughs> and is weak to vegetables and kind of burps at you.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I'm not taking Wart's word on that. That's interesting. Do you think the th- Do you think only one of the three heads has a brain, or do you think all three of them share a brain in the sense that they all have brains, but they're connected by a sort of they
0: all have like a third of a brain that's connected.
1: Ugh. Yeah, man. Gross.
0: Luckily, you kill it, and it never shows up in a game again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, claw grip. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Bless him. He claw grip tries.
1: Claw grip. He looks like uh, he looks like Paris, the Pokemon.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilton. <laughs> Sorry, that that's shit. That's shit. That's not even, even like when that joke could have maybe landed like 10, 20, God, 20 probably years ago. That's still shit. Uh, that, that, cut, cut, cut. <laughs>
1: nah, don't go. I don't give a shit. He grows suddenly and he is surprisingly skilled at throwing rocks. Uh huh. Yeah. Which, yeah, I would agree. I I don't, I would have low expectations of a crab he's a little crab looking guy
0: and you'll um, never guess who she's dating next <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I hope Paris Hilton's watching this show don't forget to subscribe Paris and endorse us and all that jazz
1: let me let me make DJ sets for you Yeah, I think there was a time where Paris Hilton did DJ sets but was like faking it
0: I've seen memes about that I, I won't do Paris dirty and say what they were but <laughs> she had some questionable things on her shirt
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> wart. <laughs> yeah, wart man. Wart. What a geezer wart is, man. He does jack shit. Yet he's cool because <laughs> he's just—he's got a great design,
1: man. All he does is burp and then die, kind of. And yet. Well, no, that's not true. He, he he did more than that. He created all of the other people we've talked, or all of the other enemies we've talked about.
0: No, but no. But what, what do you see, man? You see him burp, and then you see him die. That's that's
1: all the gamers see. Yeah, okay. It is kind of the Dark Souls thing, where it's like, and then this dragon four thousand years ago did blah 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 blah, and it's like, yeah, well, in the game, he's just sort of a dragon. And I killed him, so <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can say whatever you want, but yeah, man. I
0: mean, it, it, Gorm, Gorm right? Absolute gorn war. Yeah, he's got his fucking, he hates vegetables. Yeah. And yet he's got literally the machine in the room knowing that, you know, it, it doesn't get on with him.
1: That is silly. Yeah. In the final box, he does have a machine that
0: produces vegetables. So I do understand, right? Let's say maybe that machine just exists and he's tried to break it and he can't. And he's like, well, you know, I don't want anyone getting hold of this. Yeah. Fair enough. It makes sense that he has that machine but not in his throne room? Are you mad? That doesn't make sense. That does not make any sense. You can't use any mental gymnastics for that. That is crazy. Uh, he's an idiot little frog. And yet we all love him. We love him. You know?
1: Made a, he, he made an appearance in uh, Link's Awakening.
0: Oh, he did and everyone loves it.
1: Yeah. It, people are just happy to see him showed up. He, he's got a good name for an, an evil toad. Mm-hmm. An evil frog. Wart is a fun name. To say?
0: Dude, he should totally actually... They they should have totally made him a, um assist trophy in Smash Bros. You know? Because he has just such a simple movement of just gauzing bubbles and he could be killed. You know, you could beat him up and kill him. And just seeing War in HD. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. You know, I just, I just like seeing people in HD in Smash Bros. I like Smash Bros. A lot.
1: He is the most mischievous of all in the world of dreams. He created monsters... By playing with the dream machine.
0: No, he's not.
1: Oh, you're saying you're saying Tri-Klide is
0: more mischievous? <laughs> I'm not even saying tri is more a knob. I'm saying the rat snakes are more mischievous. Yeah, all right. They're, 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 you know what I mean? The, the way they pop up, the way you think you're all right, and then they snipe you. They're mischievous, man. Mm. The little rat snakes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty fucky-wucky
0: little rats.
1: You got to stand on the pipes and there's that one part where there's like 10 of them in a row. Oh, I hate them. And you're like, oh, this isn't fun.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting decision, but... Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the manual. Brilliant. Do you have any notes on the game, Gil? I, I don't have too many notes. I mean, I... I- played the whole game
0: I'm just going to tell you what I think about the game man I'm just going to lay it out there man I'm going to roll it off the tongue it's just going to be a stream of consciousness I've kind of what I've done Mm -hmm. which I don't think I did with the other ones Mm -hmm. um, with the other ones I just kind of wrote down what I remembered this one if I thought of something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'd pause and I'd make a note.
1: Oh, that's, that's what I've been doing.
0: So I've got a bit more of a narrative with this one. I think anyway, maybe it's, maybe it's a bit more scattered. We'll see. So I've got Birdo and Shy Guy with a love heart emoji.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like this game introduces both of them. Great. Yeah. Great additions. Brilliant. One thing I noticed as well, speaking of uh, how I mentioned, as I was playing the game, if I thought of something, I'd pause it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's kind of weird. Whenever you pause the game... It just plays, like, one of the channels of music.
1: Yeah, no, I... I, So, that's my fourth note. Yeah. Uh, All caps, love that if you pause, the music keeps going, but just has the triangle and noise channels playing bass and percussion. Yeah. So, first off, this game already has fantastic music, but the fact that, like... If you pause it, it's not like Mario where it just goes benum benum and it's silence whilst you're like, man, I I really hope I get through eight four. This is really scary. In this game, you're just chilling out, you're just vibing, man. Y- you know.
0: Yeah, but like I don't know. When you pause a game, you want it paused, you know. You want it to like shh. Oh, I need to I need to answer a phone or something. And
1: mute the telly. <laughs> it's cute. whatever, man. Yeah, whatever. It's not like making noise where you'd be like, well, this is distracting. I can't focus. It's just like.
0: <laughs> it's kind of weird though. There's some of the like disjointed bass notes. Anyway, i have put that I think like the plucking mechanic, um, it's got like a fun novelty and it is satisfying um, when you can sort of just chain enemies as you throw them. Mm -hmm. I found the game was very floaty feeling, even without Luigi. Yes. Especially in comparison to uh, Mario Bros. and Lost Levels.
1: Yeah. The momentum I feel is a lot more.
0: Going from, yeah, going from that to this game was a bit of a whiplash at first. I kept. I kept trying to jump on an enemy, and I, you know, I overshoot it slightly and yeah. skid off them a bit, or I'd jump into them and get hurt because I, you know, miscalculated the jump a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, I put out like choosing the four characters was brilliant, and Peach, like the fact that Peach can float, that's great. Not just the fact that you
1: can choose from one of four characters, the fact that after each level you get to be like, oh, I'll try someone else.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the fact that you're not committed to one as well. Brilliant. And especially how certain characters are better optimized for certain things. Like some of, the, some of the bottomless pit areas, like Peach can be useful just to give yourself a bit more coverage um, horizontally. But then like you have some like sections which really involve digging and so Toad's really useful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I found Mario. Mario was my main actually throughout this game. Interesting. Mario Mario, and Toad. Yeah, Toad, Toad is absolutely my favorite. Luigi, Luigi, no, Luigi. I tried maybe once and was like, "That was a mistake." I lost loads of lives here.
1: Luigi feels like you're barely in control of anything. Yeah, Peach at least feels like. Go on. Peach at least, like you said, feels like there are definitely areas in the game where she feels advantageous. Mm. But
0: it has slow. has slowness is what did my head in a bit. Yeah, it's true. That that's where I've and so I, again, maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like I. Is her jump, like, vertically a bit knackered compared to the other two? I think so. I think so. It felt it, at least. Um, well, actually, to be fair, Toad's jump isn't that great, but it's sort of benefited by the speed and strength. Yeah. Which, you know, so... It,
1: if, if you need to make that higher jump...
0: You just do the crouch jump. You just do the jump, crouch jump. 100%. So... Um, what? So, yeah, I'm just sort of working my way through these uh, notes as we go.
1: Yeah, so, should, I, should I give you one of mine?
0: Go on, throw it out there.
1: I think that first part of the very first level is very cool.
0: Yeah, falling from the sky from a door, it really sets the tone.
1: It feels like you're entering a dream world, mm. first off. um, the, the, And the big mountain you fall down makes it likely that you'll land either on the mountain, like you're going to try and land somewhere because you're like, ah, whoa, I'm freaking out. Because like, if you, if you're playing a Mario game and you're falling, you're worried. But one, this introduces you to the fact that there's vertical scrolling. So, like, don't be necessarily worried. Sometimes you might go up or down the world and, and you'll be safe. But two, there's a chance you'll land on a shy guy because there's shy guys wandering around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you do that, you'll be like, well, I haven't killed it. This is just in the context that you haven't read the manual, right? You'll, you'll land on it and you're like, oh. Oh, I'm I'm riding on it. What what do I do? And you might press B, and you might pick it up, and then you'd be like, "Oh, cool, okay, okay." You know, it's kind of it's kind of I feel like the same sort of attempt to sort of teach the player by by circumstance, I guess.
0: I'll tell you what. I think I might as well throw it out now. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed by this game. Okay, I was disappointed by this game. I wanted to like this game. I was looking forward to playing
1: it. I really liked. One, and I did not like this one as much. I'll give you that.
0: Yeah, I, so I've so just thrown it out there, and I'm going to slowly sort of try and paint the picture of why. Mm-hmm. So one thing as well, you mentioned about how, like, with uh, the game introducing vertical scrolling, and I agree, that first segment, really cool. Yeah. I think even in that same level, mm-hmm. if not in the same level, in a similar segment, whereby there was like a cave segment, Mm. and you go up in a vine to the upper level of the cave. I missed something in the bottom. I can't remember what it was, or even I I wanted to explore a bit before going up. I naturally thought if I go back down, I'll be all right. And instead I lost a life. That didn't feel good. Right, yeah. Yeah, the, the game Treated, which was previously, you know, the... Upward passage that I safely went up as a bottomless pit and killed me, and I was just like, nah, come on!" That was a that was a. I didn't even hesitate to rewind. You know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't care, I don't care, fuck your rules, man. You know, when that happened, I was like, I'm not even hesitating on that. Yeah. So what else have I got? I've, I've got. I no. think
1: that I think there definitely is a lot of parts in in this game. So, okay, for for context, right? This Super Mario Brothers Two, like we've kind of established, is. Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic reworked into a Mario Bros. game. Like, mm-hmm. or, or or because of, as we mentioned in the the end of the previous episode, Nintendo of America Guy felt that uh, Super Mario Bros. 2, as it was in Japan, uh, was too difficult and too similar to the first game to release to a Western audience. Um, so they reworked Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic, mm. which was developed in collab- collaboration with Nintendo for the Yume Kojo event, into this game, I think it's it's pretty hard. It's definitely harder than Super Mario Bros. Like there's there's a lot of really frustrating kind of bits that are like weird, and mm. there's a lot of like uh, there's a lot of gimmicky levels. I think in the sense that definitely, that, definitely, I've that, I've, got,
0: I've got some bits to say about that as well.
1: Like 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 eventually, my notes just turns into like. A list of levels where I'm like four dash one ice physics mm, fun four dash three. I've
0: got something similar to that. I'll tell you what I'll finish mine. Yeah, go on. Because I feel like I feel like I'm, like I'm going to hit on some of these points. Okay. Uh, so one thing I mentioned as well, actually, Um with HP upgrades, mm-hmm. so you can uh, sometimes uh, get more more than two hearts, which is really satisfying to have, yep. especially with how slippery this game can be. In, well, in my opinion,
1: and also if. It- it feels like you earn it because, like, you're getting it from mushrooms from the subworld. So you're like mm. eyeing out the game, and being like, "Where would I hide a mushroom? Oh, that seems like a weird place for them to have, you know, a, a block there. I wonder if there's something there in subcon or in subworld." Mm-hmm.
0: But um, I find it a bit of a shame that you don't keep that HP upgrade. I don't feel like that would be um, like
1: between levels. Yeah, mm.
0: I don't feel like that would be coddling because sometimes you do get. I've had it before where I have a mushroom just before like a really easy Birdo fight. And it's like, then I go into a hard level where I've got only two hearts again. I'm like, oh, I would have really been glad of this right now.
1: Yeah, but I feel like it encourages... Incur- if, if you just got the... Uh, are you saying...
0: I don't think you should stack it beyond four because uh, that, that obviously would then break it. But
1: Sure, but are you, are you saying that you should keep those life upgrades even if you die still or you should lose it if you die?
0: No, I mean, um, let's say you pass the... Uh, you beat the level... And you have um three hearts, I think going into the next level, you should have three hearts,
1: no, no, sure, but what? I should just have them for the rest of the game?
0: Well, no, you should have it until you lose it
1: but but the way it works is that if you die, you don't lose it. What do you mean? If you die and come back, you still have three hearts
0: no no okay, okay, yeah, so i I think i I guess you'd have to rebalance that a bit,
1: yeah, okay, you're saying swap the ability to keep those three hearts after you die, for the ability to take it between levels. I disagree, because I feel, I feel like the whole point of it is that it sort of encourages you to keep looking in subworld more and keep looking for those flasks.
3: Mm.
0: I don't know. I just, I just had a few times where I, I'd really cheese... Well, not even cheese, because that implies, you know... I'd literally play it normally and it absolutely breeze through a level. Mm. Only to then go into a level with no longer having the upgrade, having not had it for that long. Yeah. To then be like, oh, I've already taken a hit, bloody hell. Oh, no, and this is hard. Okay, cool. Mm. <laughs> where I've been like, oh, I wish there was some kind of like middle ground there where you could have, um, I'm, not, I'm not scared of a challenge, but just some kind of like, almost like make it feel more, I don't, I don't know what the word is, give, give more weight to it. Like, oh, thank God I've got one of these. What a relief. That's going to make some of the hard levels a bit easier for a minute. I get that. Um,
1: I, I would say so. Okay, when I when I when I first loaded this up, I didn't just kind of go, "All right, I'm gonna play Super Mario Brothers 2" and just play through the whole game from like my first kind of attempt into it. I gave myself a few goes. Um, I, I think I played through like the first two worlds, two or three worlds, twice, uh, and and restarted the game uh, and kind of learned some stuff in general. Uh, and part of that was sort of picking up on places where there were there were mushrooms i I kind of found it in the in the sort of way where maybe maybe back in the day you were playing this game and you were sort of going through and you and you were
0: you'd have like two games you would play this game a lot Uh,
1: yeah exactly and you and you were learning the lay of the land um and so i was definitely picking up on locations where i was like oh there's a mushroom here or oh there's a lot of bushes there where i can get a lot of coins so some levels i was finishing with like Twenty coins, which is twenty chances, or twenty chances, or add up to wow, you know, ten or or, or up to uh, up to five one ups per per slot machine attempt.
0: Fair enough, yeah.
1: Realistically, I mostly got like one, sometimes two, but still not bad. And so I feel like I feel like they kind of, like I said, are going for that sort of vibe where you are really learning these levels in a way that's that's different to Super Mario Brothers, 1, where you're kind of reacting to it or, or maybe learning it as you get up to it.
0: Oh, yeah, it does make sense, yeah.
1: And then the, the other reason I think that is because of how the original game worked, how Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic worked, which should I mention that now before we kind of discuss it later? Sort of tease it. What, what do you mean by that? So I don't think you'll like this. In Yume Kojo, because it's a Famicom Disk System game, uh, you can save and load, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to fully beat the game and see the ending, you have to beat the game with each character individually.
0: Nope.
1: I knew you wouldn't like that.
0: No, it's, it's not
1: good. I don't think it's great either. That's not good. But I do kind of see where they're coming from, almost where, where it's like you're kind of, with each of those four attempts, you're probably getting better at those levels, and there are certain characters which you might be less adept with where going in with that knowledge makes it a bit easier. Mm. Um, where, like, you know, if you if I were to blast through a, a lot of levels as kind of a character I found easier and collecting a lot of information, going back in as the Luigi-like or the, the Mario-like or the Peach-like would be a little easier.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I can appreciate it just from... Even without um that, like, which I don't think is good, yeah. having to beat the game four times, but just from the way the game's designed, where it's like you've got two continues, game over, trial over again. Yeah. And the fact that like in that era, you know, they wanted to get bang for their buck from games with, you know, let's be honest, you could beat the game in like two hours, three hours. Mm. If you just play through it without any problem. Um, You know, naturally they're going to be like, um, they're going to be tricky in that, and and therefore you're going to be doing a lot of playthroughs and therefore you're going to be memorizing certain things. Yeah.
1: Um, I think that's all fine, yeah. Um. So I think the flip side is that whilst you can't swap characters between each level, at the end of each world, um, you go back to this kind of character select menu where you can pick another character, but you're starting from essentially the beginning of the game again. But not only can you pick characters, you can pick worlds as you get to them, Mm -hmm. I think. So you can kind of go... Right and be left or right and like replay worlds. So I I think there I think in that context the uh, two continues maximum system doesn't actually apply. You're just kind of if you beat the world you beat the world. Move on, next one.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Tell you what. Um, one thing I do th- do um things kind of interesting about the game is that there's a there's often like a very maze like uh, design with some of these levels, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's it really reminds me like. Of some of the ghost houses in, in Mario World.
1: Yes, yeah. Super Mario Brothers 2 is a game in which, in which 75% of the levels are a ghost house and you're like, oh, I, I guess I, it, like, it feels like you're going the wrong way sometimes. Mm. And you're like, oh, I need a key. Oh, okay, maybe back up here. Oh, okay, there, there. Okay, now I can go back out mm-hmm. and down. It's, n- it's never too exhausting, but it is definitely like, it's not the straightforward run left to right. Super Mario Brothers 1. Like, I love
0: Mario World, but, like, the Ghost Worlds are the weaker levels, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Like, I, from, from from my own, like, taste, like, I don't think they're inherently bad. I just don't enjoy them. You're probably right. Move, moving on from there, I've got the, like, I feel like the game was... was <laughs> I've got... The game is floaty as is. Mm-hmm. Does not need ice levels. That was my feeling. That was the note I left. Um, And how, like, landing on enemies is really finicky sometimes uh, from the floatiness. I'm not sure, to be fair... If this is again me getting whiplash from being used to the Mario Bros physics or some of the later games physics, I don't know if that if it's fair to blame the game for this, it does feel floaty for me, and I think for anyone that's used to other Mario games. I'm not sure and to be honest, like I've just gone into the game playing it once, so that that might be another thing you know, like mm. just habituation would help on both the feel of the game, yeah and some of the um some of the maybe some of the like level uh health upgrades um, yeah things like that because you say like you'd see like patches of grass and like you'd know to get the uh, potion
1: get the coins unless you know where that potion is And yeah can... but,
0: no but this is the thing as well I would just get greedy I'd just see grass and I'd just chuck and I'd just chuck and I'd just chuck oh
1: no 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 yeah
0: exactly that was uh, Gilly being a gorm you know like I'd just see grass and I'd just could Yeah, I'd instantly mash B you know yeah and only to then find at the end of all that grass oh our oh, a potion um oh. Do I rewind? No, <laughs> <Fine>.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so- sometimes there's areas where uh, I think in, I think very early on there's an area where after a cave area. Um, there's a bunch of grass to the left mm. and a potion to the right. And there is some grass to the right, but there's way more grass to the left. So, like, smart players or or, or players who, who've, who like... I, I played, like, that world, like, once or twice enough to go, like, and explored enough to go, like, oh, I screwed up by using the potion over there. I should use a potion over here. Mm. And, yeah, I kind of like that. But, again, like, it, it, it makes this game not great to even revisit after longer periods of time
0: is less accessible I, I is my um it, you know be it for um especially like people who are used to other games in in the mario series i think this game does not feel accessible you have to get used to this game yeah um i've got like uh, the game felt really frustrating at times with the amount of and i and i i really didn't like this this was one of my big uh, dislikes of the game mm. is the amount of screens Um, levels, uh, parts of levels, doesn't matter, where you're just digging up sand. You just get like layers and layers of sand and you just got a mash bee to dig through it and you've got shy guys walking back and forth that will fall down on you and... So you'll pick up the shy... This is my experience with it. I'll pick up the shy guy. Yeah. I'll try and throw it and it will immediately upturn on the thing and hurt, and hurt you. And I'm like, okay. bullshit, rewind. I'm like, I don't even... That's a mistake. Don't even hesitate on that.
1: That's a mistake. I would not be like... or, or like, I definitely did that as well once or twice thinking like, oh man, I just got to get rid of these guys. But the, the actual trick to it is to dig in such a way and position yourself in such a way. So, so okay, to describe them. they are a, 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 a long downward pits i guess full of sand and
0: long vertical screens yeah
1: yeah and when you dig up the dig up the sand it disappears on that block and you can drop down further so you're kind of digging a hole to to get to the bottom where there's a door where you need to go to proceed and there are shy guys Mm. which will kind of stumble back and forth and follow you down um when they land they go in the direction that you are relative to them so it's good to kind of snake your way down to buy yourself a bit more time, mm. and then when you kind of get a chance, get get a bit more of a gap, that's also risky because then when they go over that gap where you've done dug like 10 down and you're still there digging at the bottom, they're going to land down on you and damage you. So it's also good to then occasionally jump up and go somewhere else to dig instead of where you are without having... So, like... I, I see why they put them in the game and probably some of the thought processes they had in coming up with them, but I think they might have just gone with it a few too many times. I
0: mean, that's what I mean,
1: exactly, yeah. It's fun the first time and it's fun for a screen or two, but I wouldn't have put it... Like, it happens th- three or four times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it happens more than that. It happened... It, they uh, Or at least it feels like it. It definitely happened more than twice. It was It was just... i I come back and be like, oh, this again. This again, seriously. Definitely. Seriously. And also, just the, again, speaking of whiplash which I think is starting to become a, a good description for my playthrough experience of Mario Bros 2. It's just like, you're going through the game, and you know, you're encouraged jump on the enemy, pick them up, mm-hmm. chuck them at the other enemies, Yeah, and you know, this whole dynamic of, you know, you see the enemy, pick him up, chuck them, you sorted it out. But then when you do that to any of the shy guys in this section, you get hurt immediately. Yeah.
1: You, you instantly get damaged because they land on the block of sand that's closest. And it sucks. Yeah.
0: It doesn't feel good, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like a clumsy thing where you jump and you walk and you knock into the enemy, you think, ah, oh, damn it, I misjudged that jump. Yeah, it's like, a, oh, re- yeah, but really, you know, it's like, a, <laughs> it's like, a, come on, no, nah, rewind. What what have I got here? I've got two notes with Burdo. I thought it was really cool in four three. Speaking of the sort of maze like levels, although I'm not a big fan of it, I do find it really cool when you just ride the egg there you go. across the dead end. There you go. I thought that was dope. When when I was like, yeah, but how 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 can I progress? And uh, and I just thought about doing that, and that was the solution. It was just like, yeah,
1: yeah, you know. As soon as you said four dash three, I was like, Why is that familiar? I looked at my notes. There it is. Four dash three is pretty clever having you ride Birdo's egg at the start. There's this long part where you're like, Well, what am I meant to do? Or or or, or, or if you're uninformed like I was going into it, I was like, Okay, Birdo's there. I guess I killed Birdo. He's at the start of the level. That's or there at the start of the level. Or she's mm-hmm. however to let's go let's go let's respect Birdo, Birdetta.
0: Yeah. She then.
1: Burdetta is at the start of the level. She shooting eggs. That's weird. Normally she's at the end and you kill her to open the door. Mm. So I was like, okay, Burdetta's there. I'll, I'll kill her. Uh, not. Nah, that's not the answer. Nothing happens. <laughs> so you wait until she respawns and you get her to shoot an egg off to the right, jump on the egg, which is kind of how you, you, you attack Burdetta using her own eggs by standing on them, picking them up, and throwing them back at her. But you can also ride them like an enemy, like it's a, a flying enemy, like a bullet that goes forever. And you you ride it all the way to an island on the other side. That was cool. Which is really clever. That was really cool. I can imagine like a level designer coming up with that and then be like, yeah, that's a great idea. We're going to put that in the game.
0: No, that, that, that was really dope. And I also liked how Birdo becomes increasingly more aggressive mm-hmm. um, later in the game. That, that, that I found kind of cool. Let's sort of build up with that.
1: Yeah, she goes from just shooting an egg to shooting three eggs in a row. Shooting fire every now and then.
0: And sort of the frequency goes quicker, I, I thought. I think so, yes. Or maybe that was just me uh, seeing
1: that. Yeah, the, the time between shooting groups of three eggs.
0: I'm not sure if... I didn't write down the world or the level, but one of the levels, I think, judging by my notes, it must have been around world five, world five, is... um. Level full of whales.
2: Yeah.
1: I didn't make a note about
0: that, but it, do, it was cool. That was really cool, but really weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's, there's a level with massive whales and they're their, their water spouts that they fire up. Mm. You can stand on and ride them, but they also damage you if you hit them, if you touch the actual water. Uh, jet from the side, I guess
0: that I find weird. That that yeah, there was one of those bittersweet things. I find the whales cool, yeah, but I find it weird that you can ride the top of the water but not hit the jet.
1: It looks like the sort of thing where if you aren't on top of it, it should push you up if you go through it,
0: or even just you walk through it. You have to be on top of it. Like that would have been fine with that. I agree, you should be pushed up, but I would, you know, but like getting hurt, it was like, oh, come- really, really, yeah. And also the fact that I remember at one point I was like, had. How am I going to make that jump? Mm-hmm. And I realised you can stand on the whale's tail. Mm-hmm. That felt a bit like should you be able to? I was like, mm.
1: no, that didn't. No, that didn't to me. That that absolutely, I
0: clock that. No, I didn't. I didn't really. If if the whale looked plasticky, I wouldn't mind it. But just sort of my gait my gaming intuition. I was like, oh, but that's a tail. That's not thick enough for a platform type thing. You know, it looked like a little thin little tail, like an artistic thing. Yeah, okay. And especially with the whales having a square shaped body, I thought that's the platform. That's like a bit of fun. But no, <laughs> that bit of fun was what got me across the uh <laughs> to the next one. <laughs> Either way, that was cool, but yeah, a bit finicky. Yeah. Again, this is like a good description for my playthrough. I can appreciate so many things, but there were so many little things. I was like, mm, mm. yeah. So many little things that were just kind of. I mean, like, for example, like the snake rats, they are, oh, they suck. They suck. So really. uh, I found cl- Claw Grip funny when he shrieks, when he gets hurt. I can't remember, I can't even remember now, to be honest, but um, I made a note of
1: that. Sure.
0: I, I felt the need to pause and write that down, so fair enough.
1: I liked the, the whole um, riding on his boulders thing, though. So, Clawgrips is the crab boss. He throws the rocks at you. There's a platform that's kind of got two gaps either side, and it's got a lip on the left-hand side that he's throwing the rocks onto, uh, and they kind of roll or bounce along that center bit, or he throws them in the back hole, or he throws them... Or yeah, or or when they kind of roll in the platform, they'll they'll fall into the pit on the right, and you have a chance there to kind of jump on them and ride them a little bit before picking it up and throwing it back at him. And that reminds me of a game we will get to relatively soon, I guess, uh, which is Super Mario Land, which has a few levels where you're riding on ah uh, yeah 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 on some big boulders, um, which I, I just I just really like riding on. Enemies and stuff in Mario games. I think it's it's a, a cool thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. um uh, Here we go. More more sulky notes here. <laughs> yeah, you are
1: you are being a bit of a suck, man. Come on.
0: You know, oh, mate. I, I, yeah, this this game, mm, they're dis- disappointed, man. Wily man, I'm still disappointed. Six one. They have a mushroom block. On top of a pipe, I think.
1: Uh, Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: You move it, and you get immediately hurt by one of those snakes. That sucks. That I didn't. Again, I was like, I'm gonna rewind. I don't care. I do not care. I do not have integrity for this. You know. 6-1
1: 6-1 also has a uh, guess which pipe has the key in its section where there's a, a key door that you need to go through and then there's eight pipes to the left of it and you're like, hmm, it's one of these and half of them just have nothing and one of them has the key and you're like, wow, this is a really clever level design.
3: Oh,
0: yeah. I think I, I think I was just fed up actually at this point <laughs> with the game where I was just like, oh, I wish this was better than it was. I've, I think I've even mentioned this. Um, I'm sort of scrolling at the notes now. Yeah. There, were many, yeah, there were many screens, like in the jars, where you get enemies, new, th- and the, the, way the, the way there's nothing else there and there's just enemies, you feel like you kill all the enemies, you get like a little something, a little tiny something, and you never do. What do you, what do you
1: mean? I don't understand.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate. So, I've noticed, on a, on a side note, but it is relevant, I've noticed that there's a lot of parallels with this game and Yoshi's Island. Sure. Like in some of the enemies, like the Shy Guys and what have you, um, but also how like there's those pipes that just keep spawning enemies, be it the snake blokes or the Shy Guys. Yeah. But then you can go into them, like Yoshi's Island, and it will just be a pit where they just, there's enemies in there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like in Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in, the, in these Yoshi's Island pipes, you will kill all the enemies and you'll get like a little flower or you'll get a little something. Or at least it's useful to get eggs. Which is, you know, your ammo in Yoshi's Island. Sure, but in this game, you've just got two shy guys in this little vase. You kill them, nothing happens.
1: So, okay, my counter argument to that is, aside from entirely agreeing with your point, uh, is that like, <laughs> like most things in the game,
3: mm-hmm. the, it
1: it, <laughs> it exists for an extra level of charm and like detail. I think I think there's a lot of things in this game where like. I, one, I think the art is really good.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I agree with that. That's one of the strong points.
1: But two, I think it's just inventive and and charming. Like it really does capture that feeling of being in a dream, and and stuff like you know, go into the vase and it's bigger on the inside, and it's it's where all the shy guys are coming out, and there's two at the bottom. You're like, yeah, okay, stuff like that doesn't frustrate me much because you know you just go down there, and you're like, oh, there's nothing in here, and go back out. Like I agree that I agree it would be better if there was something in there, but yeah. It wasn't
0: enough where I was, I was actively annoyed by it. It was just a thing where I was just like, all right, I'm never going to bother exploring a jar unless I need to again, though. Yeah. Because it was just like, oh, well, what's the point? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just think there's, there's stuff like that. There's, there's weird stuff in, in most levels where you're like, oh, this is interesting. Like, there's one level that has you climbing a bunch of vines up into the sky, like you are going up the beanstalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple levels where you kind of have to find a sort of secret exit um, with the rocket ships. That's cool. That's cool. There's, you know, the 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 whole system of with the the subworld. There's so much in it that is just unusual, and partly it feels it, partly it feels that way because it's coming from kind of Doki Doki Panic and kind of leftover from that. But like, it it doesn't feel too out of place with Mario, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels like Mario's in this new world, but. It doesn't feel like oh he doesn't belong here. This is this is weird that this is happening. It feels like oh yeah Mario is having this weird adventure in this place that that is kind of foreign to him. Mm. It feels off in the way that a dream feels off. It feels off in a way where you're like why are you doing that? What's oh, okay? Where am I? Where am I? It has its own internal logic, mm. sort of where everything is tied to this story that's being told, this narrative that's being told. <laughs> where you're like oh, okay yeah. Sure, I'm in in Subcon. That's a bobot. I do
0: like, yeah, I do, to be fair, like the world, um, the sort of uh, quirky sort of wave-like patterns on the grasslands with the many fountains uh, with all the quirky enemies. The game really does set the setting quite nicely. Yeah. I think for like a dreamlike world, I'll give you that.
1: And it's got a lot of variety again with like Skylands, weird caves.
0: And the enemies are really cool the quirky little exits with like the maze-like things, although I don't like some of the maze things. Some of them are brilliant, like the Birdo chasm one.
1: The So one of them, there's a section where you you get a key from a room uh, all the way up top which after there's like a you have to throw some mushroom blocks or jars uh to stack them up to get up there and and then you get the key and you go all the way down i think it's like six screens or so and there's no sand thankfully um but you have to like navigate left and right around some stuff dodge some shy guys dodge a lot of spikes it reminds me of the part in uh quick man stage in mega man 2 where you're dodging all the lasers Going down?
0: Yeah, yeah. I know the one. I know the one now. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's a reflex thing, you know. Yeah,
1: not only because of like the the way the vertical screen scroll down, where it stops, moves it, and goes back into the action, like a like a Mega Man does, kind of going between screens, but also just just the kind of energy of like, okay, I got to dodge Phanto, got to you you keeping your eye open for all the all the different threats. Yeah, I
0: I, I forgot. I, yeah, yeah, I, I thought that as well. Actually, I didn't I didn't put that down, but yeah, I vibe that. Bony, can I have another moan? Can I can I complain um, again?
1: Uh, I'll say this: uh, the Flying Monkeys are very Wizard of Oz, the Bezos, and I like that.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, go on, have your moan.
0: Right, I'm ready to moan. Ahem, here we go. Let's get ready to grumble. This is the segment of Free Up Moon that doesn't the um that we talked about, and we we're like, nah, let's just uh, let's just moan whenever we want. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do. Six three, right? Yeah. There was a wall with sinking sand near it, right? Wicked, right? I was like, I, 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 know, what, like, uh, I know what's going on here. I, I've got my gamer senses. You've got to sink enough in the sinking sand, but then jump so you don't die, and traverse to the left, and there'll be a secret. I went in the sink, sinking sand, and I, I, I basically died immediately. And I was like, well, fuck that then. I'm not doing it. However, then I watch on YouTube, and it turns out there was a secret there. Now, my problem was that I was barely in the sand and just died. There was plenty of sand below me. I made sure, you know, I'm I'm a cautious gamer, right? I made sure there's plenty of sand below me.
1: The cautious gamer.
0: (laughs) However, I just died. I just died. And it was just like, what? You know, like there's Mm -hmm. been similar secrets in other Mario games where you deliberately suck in sinking sand a bit. I don't know, it was weird. Because I initially put in the notes, I was like why is there not a secret there? That's silly. Mm. But then it's like, I saw, I, I, I coincidentally watched, uh, shout out to Summoning Salt, speed running videos. Mm-hmm. He did one on Mario Bros. And it showed that there was a secret there.
3: Mm.
0: So then I was just like, well, then my question now is, why did I die? Yeah. It didn't feel like I should have died. Not in like a sore loser sense, because there were many instances in the game where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not used to the feel of this game. I died because I didn't execute correctly. Mm-hmm. That was like, that's a bit early
1: to die. I mean, purely from your description alone, I would like to agree with you and say that you shouldn't have died, and I'm sorry that you did.
0: Thanks, pal. Thanks for that validation. That feels great. Yeah. <laughs> that man. feels good because the dying didn't feel good, <laughs> but I knew I knew there was something suspicious, and like the confusion and hurt, I all feel validating that. That feels good. Yeah, I-
1: man. That sounds like you were experiencing a lot of experiencing a lot of mixed emotions. Yeah, man. You you were kind of excited about like art. Oh, I get you. And then yeah. it took it all away. from me. <laughs> Exactly. It just robbed it from me, man. It just... But on the flip side, I, one, didn't watch that video. Uh, and two, didn't even bother. I don't I didn't even know the area of the game you're talking about. I know the bits where there was sinking sand, but I just stayed away from that shit. That's a threat.
0: Uh, there you go. Well, you didn't lose a life. No, I did not. <laughs> um, I'm basically uh, at the end now of my notes, so I might as well wrap it all off. Go on. This is less of a moan.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, one more moan. One more moan. And two more moments. Oh, bloody hell, this game. So um, really cool. <laughs> okay, it starts with cool and then ends with uh, yeah. Um, it's really cool that in seven dash two at the end, when you kill Birdo, the eagle mask that you normally walk through to get to the next level. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it it doesn't open its mouth and you're like, What's going on? And it flashes a bit and you're like, Really? And then it just
1: beelines towards you like the phantom mask. Yeah. That was wicked. That was really good. That feels like some sort of like... You know when you're playing a JRPG and you're going through an area and like an enemy that's almost invisible kind of appears? Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm in a fight. Um, It feels like that. It feels like... Oh, I don't know. It's such a cool bit.
0: It's good. It's good. Uh, My one little moan there was the hitbox of that enemy was weird. I didn't have a problem, but sure. There, there was a part where I was like, I didn't hit it, and it was like do do do, you know, or like yeah. And I was like, oh come on! I was like, come on, really? Happened once. It, it it was a case where I was gushing, and then it was like, oh, but really, you know, it's it's like it, it's like if you're really excited about something, and go, someone just goes, oh, I don't care, mm. and it's like you're still excited, but it's like. Oh, you've, you've kind of like oh you, you know like i was gassed then and now i'm like a bit
1: mm. you really should care though. Have, you, have you thought about potentially really caring
0: <laughs> no, no you know like it's like yeah exactly it's a wind out of your sails a bit you're like oh well but then going through the, the i love how like wherever you kill it it just gormlessly opens its mouth and you just kind of jump into it and then you just hear warts theme and you know you know what's up even if you haven't played the game to the end like it's it's kind of known enough amongst like mario fans like the war like the, the whole like war dynamic of like the vegetable machine and war and you hear the music how's it how's it go oh yeah okay sure um to be fair i might know that just from like newsground
1: newgrounds uh animations i don't know newsground sounds like it's uh <laughs> it makes me think of news around the cbbc thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I did Ground Gamers.
0: But yeah, like, um, I, you know, I was like, oh, war, you know, oh, here we go, war, oh, I love war. Mm-hmm. I find war a bit annoying. Again, it was like a bit of like a, oh. Whereas like, um, I, I find that often, um, is there like a platform? Yeah, like the platform often absorbs the uh, veg, you know, where you're like
1: throwing it into his mouth, but like the platform will absorb it. And then because you... Which platform? I, well, I don't know what I meant by that. The thing I found is that his bubbles would do it. So, because you have to really time it. There's like a, mm. a, not a lot of time between between him. So, <sighs> should we explain like the layout of the thing? He's on a platform raised on the right. Yep. There's a pit to the left of him with the vegetable machine. Some platforms above the vegetable machine, I think, or like one platform.
0: That's what I mean. I think that platform really screwed me constantly. And it looks like the platform's meant to be there to help you, but it literally had the opposite effect for me. I, it, that's weird. I, I'd say like 70% of, yeah, maybe 70% of like the vegetables I threw would just disappear <laughs> because of the platform.
1: And it's like, ah, oh, but... Did you know that 70% of vegetables thrown <laughs> end up in Wart's mouth? <laughs> no, so yeah, okay. So the, the, there's a big vegetable machine that's spitting out vegetables you catch him, you throw them at Wart whilst he's opening his mouth. But when he's opening his mouth, he's going to spit out seven or eight bubbles that yeah. hit down on the floor in like a horizontal pattern, which like they're not too much of a threat, those bubbles, but that's what actually destroyed my vegetables most of the time is that I was really struggling to get the timing of throwing the vegetables as he was about to open his mouth so that I would get it before the vegetable ends up just destroying one of the bubbles mm-hmm. and destroying itself in the process.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I mean I had it a few times, but it was mostly like more often than not, it was a platform that screwed me up. It's interesting. Also, I found this theme annoying. <laughs> <laughs> At first I was like gassed. I was like, oh, the war theme, oh, here's war. Because I'd never actually legit beaten the game. Yeah. Um and then, you know, after dying three times, I was like, oh, here we go. I was like, oh, shut up. Yeah. At least the music, you know, the normal boss music. You could argue that's repetitive as shit. But Birdo's dead in like 30 got, seconds.
1: But it's got more of a jaunty feel. It's kind of jumping octaves a lot. It's like... It's got more of a pattern to it. You're like... oh, ah. yeah. It feels kind of chaotic. Whereas...
0: I think I did literally just turn off the volume at this point. Damn. Um,
1: yeah, man. Slam the war. I still like war. I still like war. I hope that doesn't mean you missed the ending music because the ending music is so good.
0: You know, I actually can't remember the ending music, so I might have missed it. I don't think I
1: did. I think I would have turned it up. It's long. It's long and, and nice. It's long for NES music.
0: I think I would have turned it up. I don't think I did miss it. I just can't remember it. I'll play it at the end of the podcast for our listeners, don't worry. Yeah, go for it, dude. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it off. Game looks gorgeous, right? Mario's sleeping
1: cinematic is stunning. It's so fucking good. Let's say the end bit is the end bit Mario wakes up from a dream. Yeah. So did he dream the picnic? And the mountain is this all a dream contained within Mario's dream,
0: dude? Yeah, th- that simple. Yeah, it's like those dreams you get where you dream you've woken up and then you wake up again, and it's like, wait, what?
1: It- it's a false awakening. So did Inception rip this off?
0: Well, yeah, sure. Okay,
1: it's human experience, mate. I don't know if I've had a dream where I've woken up and been in another dream. Have you not? That is really common. Yeah, I understand it being common. But
0: you wake you you wake up in your dream, do some shit. Doesn't matter what it is, and then you wake up again, and you're like, oh. it's it's disorientating but um but the animation of mario just waking up and like snoozing really fluid really cool for the nes Mm -hmm. beautiful step up actually for mario bros one visually Mm -hmm. a massive massive step up
1: it's a thing where like when you when you look at so the the game ends with that that cast list as well or, or a list of all the baddies in the game yeah that's cool yeah yeah i like that which there there is an era where Birdo and ostro's names are swapped which is funny. Or Bedetta and Osho's names are swapped. But um, as it's scrolling down, it was scrolling down, I tried to type into the Google Doc the name of every enemy, just because I was like, let me see if I can keep up. I guess there's so many enemies in this game for an NES game. It's really cool. The
0: amount of variety, the characters, the sprite work, the graphics in general. Yeah. Um. The the um. The world building. I, I like so much about this game. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where this game is a delicious chocolate cake with a kick in the bollocks. Mm. It's like you still appreciate the chocolate cake, but you're in pain. You're like, ah, oh, but damn it. It's like, it's, it's almost more frustrating, I'd argue, in that sense. Where it's worse. Than, it's, it's, it's kind of like a DK64 vibe. Mm. Where because of what it could be you're more disappointed arguably than if it was just something where you didn't have high hopes to begin with or you didn't, you know, care to begin with. It was one of those things where like, it just got let down by too many little things that added up. And I, Mm. although like the game itself is probably like, I'd probably give it like a seven. That's not bad. To me, it felt more like a five though. Because I just got so disappointed with so many things where I just didn't, it just sapped away a lot of the enjoyment I otherwise felt like I would have had. You know, it's, it's it's a case where maybe expectation was the killer here. Yeah. But I also think it's a combination of that, and I can appreciate so much of the game. Yeah. That when it goes tits up, it's like, oh, you were so close. It's more frustrating than if it was just
1: bad. I, I think, I, I, for the most part, I had the same experience as you, where it, it was a thing of like, the game looks, sounds... I think all of that stuff is really good, but I think parts of the level design and the way that enemies can be—I <laughs> think gray sniffets are annoying, uh, just because they really fire those shots really quickly, and and you you're kind of like there, there's some areas where there'll be like a gray sniffet just off screen behind a wall that you need a bomb through. It's hard to predict his shots and you have to get on his head and when you throw them when you throw him yeah it doesn't kill him it's just kind of repositioning him so you don't want to do that you have to kind of hold on to him until you can throw a throw him in a pit or throw him at another enemy the uh, cobrats like we mentioned the the pipe snakes <laughs> pipe snake sounds filthy <laughs> um <laughs> the pipe snakes uh and some of the the um what's the what was the Bird on the carpet, enemy called. I forget. Oh, Pidget. Yeah, Pidget can be a little annoying. He, he can be tricky and finicky to jump onto.
0: Oh, I had that actually, where um, like I, I I didn't write it down, but I had it where like I took Pidget off the carpet, but the carpet was in the ground, so I just had to wait for it to despawn or try and like.
1: Oh, that's frustrating.
0: Yeah, and it was just like a, oh, yeah. yeah, you know,
1: it's it's for, for a port slash rework of a game that came out f- as pr- m- promotional material for an event it's pretty fucking cool <laughs> it's, oh, yeah
0: I can appreciate a lot about the game to be fair
1: but also it's kind of frustrating and I don't know if I would recommend people play it all the way through
0: I think it's definitely worth a try
1: play a few levels Yeah, it's fun to sort of exist in it's fun to be in and just vibe out a little bit and just kind of mm. experience seeing all those enemies pop up the music, the look of it, the feel of it
0: yeah, I, I would go into it with no expectations. I think that was probably one of my mistakes. Which is going
1: to be very difficult for listeners of the podcast.
0: <laughs> no, sure, but I get, yeah, you know, just like, go, go into it knowing that this could either be a cup of tea or a massive pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, I feel like this game's probably Marmite. Like, I know some people really like this game. Mm. And I do like a lot of what this game does. But I just did not enjoy playing it towards the end. I was just like, oh, how many worlds left? I think that sums it up. We were both a bit disappointed by it. We yeah. could both appreciate so much about it. And I, I would never even go close to calling it a bad game. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much of it. There's so much of it where it's like, oh, come on, you know? It's like, oh, the potential there that's just not quite hit, in my opinion.
1: I, I have an admiration for its ability to be as weird as it is for a official sequel to Super Mario Bros., Mm. Um. but still not feel so weird that it's off-putting, like I mentioned.
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: I think it hits that line of dreamlike really well.
0: It's got enough familiarity to feel natural. It's got like the cartoony aesthetic, suits perfectly with the Mario universe. And yet there's always something slightly off. Something slightly weird. Something not quite right. But yeah. Mario Bros 2. Good game. It's a good game that I didn't enjoy, is the way I'd describe it. I think the game has, I think the game has a lot going for it. The game, I can see the the, the, the work there. And to be honest, I, I'm not going to deny for a second, I'm not good at Mario Bros 2. Like, the amount <laughs> of times, like, it was my fault to die, you know, and it was like, ah, bollocks. And that would add to frustration, but it's like, I could only blame myself for that.
1: I think a lot of it, like, as, as you, you mentioned the whiplash thing a lot. And I I think beyond the the experience of whiplash with the, the the few little things you had where you're like well that's not what I expected I think it's the pacing of this game is very different in comparison to, in comparison to Super Mario Brothers going from Super Mario Brothers where you're just running from left to right dodging the obstacles as they come um like occasionally there are a few obstacles like we mentioned in the last episode that kind of ask that you slow down a bit piranha plants and harama Bros are really kind of there to to make you hold your horses. But the way you tackle those things isn't so complicated that you're like, all right, I've got to stop and think about it. Here, there are definitely parts of this game where it feels like it's asking me to go and, like, if I want to go through this part without dying, I need to hold my horses and be like, okay, what am I going to do here? How am I going to approach this?
0: In fact, a lot more explorative, this game.
1: Yeah, it feels a lot more explorative, um, but to its detriment, it feels a bit slower
0: it feels slower and it's just got too much clunk i think yeah it's got too much clunk and um and just the digging sections man fuck the digging sections are so boring (laughs) they're not fun they're tedious (laughs) if you chose peach if you made the mistake of choosing peach and you see a digging section awful fuck you you know i guess because you're going to be there for a while awful that's why i liked toad and mario the best because mario was at least average and toad if you got that you were sinking through that sucker you know you were just breezing through because toad digs a lot quicker. Bye.
1: You may Kojo Doki Doki Panic a little bit, mm. the game that this is all based off of. Um, so that was made for the Famicom Disk System, uh, which was an expansion for the Famicom, which is the NES equivalent in Japan. It's quite a different game in a few little key ways. One one we already mentioned, the fact that you have to play each character through the entire story. You have to do four playthroughs essentially in, in order to get to the end of the story. The story itself is different, obviously, because the characters aren't the same characters. So maybe it would be good to start there. There's a storybook that describes the characters who live in a world called Moo, where the quality of their dreams determines the weather. So they invent a dream machine to give them good dreams so they'll have good weather. Uh, Mamu, who's Wart, invades and uses the machine to make bad guys and monsters, but he is weak to vegetables and is defeated. But Rusa the monkey gives the storybook describing these events to Imogen's younger twin siblings, Pokey and Peaky, who rip out the ending. What a dick move. I guess because it's a magical storybook, Mamu, the frog, Wart, pulls the twins into the book, from which they must be rescued by Imogen, his girlfriend, and his family. Which is very weird. Hmm. It it feels like the story of the sequel to this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, he's emerged from the book, or or they're in the book. like There was a book describing these adventures that you're not playing, but you end up sort of playing them because you have to go through the events of the book describing what had happened. So instead of this kind of dream within a dream, you almost have this story within a story.
3: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fair
3: enough.
1: The design of the characters is also pretty different. Like Imogen, as we said, was kind of created to promote this Yumei Kojo event, which was aimed at being, I guess, a very multicultural... uh, Hmm. A lot of different inspiration from a lot of different cultures. So they have um, uh, they have masks from Car- Carnival in in Italy and in in Brazil, in a lot of Europe really, in Portugal. Um, they have Imagine and his family, which have more of a Arabic kind of vibe, and then of course there's a lot of Japanese in it as well. Melting pot. Yeah, it's so. It kind of explains a lot of the different a lot of the setting for the game that ends up being present in, in Mario Bros. Two as well, the kind of desert themed levels, the kind of weird locations of the world of Moo feel very inspired by different places around the world. But the, the actual aesthetic of the game itself, you know, at the very start where you pick a character between Mario Luigi Peach and Toad, it's got a it's got the curtains are there, the red curtains, you're you're out of play. It's the first time we didn't really talk about this, but it's the first time that a Mario game really feels like you're at the theater, which is something they'll continue in on in Super Mario Bros. 3 when we get to that. Here, though, it's different. Here, it's a book. So that page that you see or that, that screen that you see at the start of a chapter where it has a little drawing of what the level's going to be like, and it's like 2-3, that is a page in this storybook. And it's the storybook that you're going through the the, the monkey stole. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a little page number in the bottom right, which I think is really cute. And the character select uh, section is kind of like a chapter select. And instead of being worlds, they're chapters.
0: That sounds kind of better, to be honest.
1: It fits together a lot better.
0: That's, yeah, like them- thematically. Mm-hmm.
1: It's all, it's all, and, it, and it encourages children to read. The flask, so there's just some of the changes, I guess. Uh, the flask that takes you to the other world is instead a magic lamp. Mm kind of fitting in with the whole Arabian Nights kind of theme. Mushrooms are replaced with hearts, as I mentioned. Uh, cherries, stars, and power blocks are still present, though. This is mostly due, I think, because this game was still produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, even though it is kind of considered as some like weird Japanese Fuji TV game. It was made by Nintendo. It was just kind of made with aspects of direction from those Fuji TV people who were trying to promote the event. You Cannot Run
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think that sank in. No, but like, that
0: depends. Does your speed, does your default speed, I'm trying to say, mm. is, is, it, is it faster in the Japanese version to compensate? No. Well, then that's fucking terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just can't run. Which, okay, so. That's shit. No, that's shit. On one side, it sucks. On the other side, it does slow you down enough to where. You do have time to think about things a lot more, like as your approach. You are not like blindsided by things that are coming in from the right side of the screen. No,
0: it's not good, dude. Is the the fact as well that you have to beat the game four times and you can't run? Yeah, is bollocks. It's 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 that's that's crap. It's not great. So uh, I am glad. I am glad that we, you know, the West. <laughs>
1: <laughs> got the better deal there um as far as i'm concerned there's way less decoration on the slot machine screen mm-hmm. here it looks like it's like bugged or something it looks like it's unfinished it's just these kind of three squares in the center with some lines above each of them no. and the things just kind of appear and you're like uh, uh, okay nope 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 the mouth that you walk into at the end of each level looks different and it looks a bit more like the masks like the Carnival masks Phanto mm-hmm. doesn't wake up in the rooms where you take the key this feels like just something they didn't have time to add or something where when you pick up the key in the Phanto rooms Phanto mask flashes it doesn't do that here it still just kind of chases you but it only really appears once you leave that's more creepy if anything actually i think the
0: fact that you walk out there with no suspense, and just suddenly it's like whoa, 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 what the, whoa, what the fuck? Why is one of the masks coming after me? You know, like that's more startling, I think. Yeah, because with the flashing, it's a build up. You know, as soon as you pick up the key and that thing flashes, you're like, uh oh, it's gonna do something. Whereas, just I don't know, out of nowhere, <laughs> like you leave the room, like without even thinking about it, like oh, a bit of decoration, whatever. Yeah, and then just oh fucking hell, the decorations trying to kill me. That's some like, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get to it. But like, uh, if you know, you know. The surprise in uh, Big Boo's Horn. mm
1: mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that. yes. Same, same kind of vibes. Characters don't shrink when they only have one HP left. They just stay the same size. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of pointless. It is. Yeah, it, and it wouldn't make sense for them. Like it was, it's like, imagine shrinks like a Mario bro. Okay, it seems weird. Mm. Um, I don't know the ending of the game because I didn't see the ending of the game. And I, I mean, I guess you can probably look up a YouTube video of it. Just look at it on YouTube because don't bother playing such a bad game. Wow.
0: <laughs> that violated me to say. I don't even want to know what the listeners are going through listening to that section. You might you might want to delete it or put like a little warning or something.
1: Oh, yeah, I'll just cut this whole section out completely. I'll cut you out of the whole podcast. Yeah, just <laughs> Last note, this was something I noticed that was bad. Shells. There are no shells in the game. And you remember when you pick up the shell from, from the plants... I remember that. it happened a few times. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not frequent, uh, and thank God they're not because in this game they aren't shells; they're a, a blackface character. Oh dear! Yeah, uh, yeah, they look like Mr. Popo from Dragon Ball. Do you know what Mr. Popo looks like, Gil?
0: Yeah, no, I remember that from the Jinx. Uh, yeah, it looks like Jinx from the Jinx controversy, where people are, like bringing that up as well. Um. So what what do you mean though? Just like a a blackface face, and that's meant to be a shell? It's just a head. It's just a face, and you. Well, that's just crap anyway. Even if it wasn't a blackface, even if it was just a face,
1: I don't really get it.
0: But no, that that no, that's crap. I anyway, I didn't like it. Well, there we go. That's that's shit. Yeah.
1: Play Place with Mario Brothers too. It's a better game. It's like they had time to kind of work on it a bit more and refine it, and still not a ten out of ten experience by any means, but.
0: I think that's even acknowledged in the Japan side. You know, they've only remade the USA version. Mm. They, they've never gone back to Doki Doki Panic like, as is. So yeah, it's just the way to be.
1: So speaking of Super Mario USA, mm-hmm. there is a version of this game that was released in a very special format that you in particular, I think, enjoy being referenced or the idea of. Uh, which is BS Super Mario USA. Aha, uh-huh. yeah. Which is a direct sequel to Super Mario Bros. 2 for the Satellaview.
0: With voice acting.
1: With voice acting. So the Satellaview is an add-on for the Super Famicom,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which has a sound link feature, which is what this uses. You got this version of the game that is basically the same as the All-Star, Super Mario All-Stars version of Super Mario Bros. 2.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but with a few changes to suit this new sequel plot this is just direct from MarioWiki.com by the way uh, the game was released in four installments in each one the player is sent to a different Super Mario Bros 2 world the goal is seemingly to collect gold Mario statues located in each level, defeat the boss and then find and beat Wart who can be battled in any world when going down in any jar while the player is in subspace hmm. which is a bit of a different mechanic Player can select the levels in any order and return to the levels as often as desired until the episode ends at 50 minutes on the clock. So, the way the Satellaview audio link worked is that at specific times of day, on specific days, like a radio program, they would air a broadcast, right? You're probably more familiar with the Satellaview than I am, to be honest.
0: Yeah, no, you're basically right. Yeah, it's just uh, scheduled times. Um, Yeah. You'd have the opportunity to download and play through all these quirky, like, exclusive games, you know? Yeah,
1: this, this came out in 1996, this
0: happened. But they also had a um, sequel to Link to the Past. They did, yes. I think they had, like, two or three, even? Yeah. I'm not sure. And they also had, like, or- orchestrated music,
3: mm-hmm.
1: along with voice acting. Pretty wild. The, the summary of the story for this sequel to Super Mario Bros. 2, official, mm-hmm. is that after the events of Super Mario Bros. 2, Mario and friends believe Subcom... Is all a dream and move on. However, Wart returns and overthrows the king of Subcon in the hero's absence. Mario and his friends must once again face the forces of Wart, including uh, the Birdo or Burdetta trio, Mauser, Triclide, Fryguy, and Clawgrip. Both the protagonists and their foes can use the power of the stars, satellites, to their advantage. In addition, Mauser has stolen the Golden Mario statues, symbols of peace, <laughs> and hid them throughout Subcon. So, you know, you've got the Dalai Lama and then you've got Mario. I guess after the events of Super Mario Brothers, to celebrate the peacekeeping efforts, peacekeeping efforts, he killed a lot of Goombas and Coopers. I don't, I don't think it was a peace... Oh, right, right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he killed a lot of Goombas and Coopers. They erected gold statues of him. You know what I mean? This, this, so this is very relevant to today. You know what I mean? All these statues of
0: warlords and <laughs> where are you going with this? Colston and Mario.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we just, we just, we just tipped a Mario statue into Bristol Harbour. You know, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm saying tear down the Mario statue. Yeah. He doesn't need that.
0: Hey man, at the end of the day, though, all the Goomba. The, the Cooper Troop—that's what they call them. The, the Bowser Gang, the Baddie Gang—they have statues at the Dick, though.
1: Yeah, but they—but they're baddies, exactly. No, but you know that's—that's that's just. It makes sense for them to have statues. They're baddies.
0: No, but the thing is, they're baddies in a role. You know. Mm, sure. Mm, the, the game coming up. You know.
1: Yeah. Okay. I get that.
0: We're good. We're good, man.
1: <laughs> anyway, there's all sorts of crazy, weird things in it. Uh, I didn't really have time to make notes on it, to be honest. or play it. If there is a means to play it, but I might check it out. It seems kinda cool. But yeah. BS yeah, cool. Super Mario USA. I, I think we might revisit the Satellaview at some point in the future, I guess.
0: Oh good old Satellaview man, yeah.
1: But I just want to uh, read through the email.
0: Oh, email at 3Up Moon. Three Up Moon. Your reliable place to get Mario information and Mario reviews and all things Mario.
1: If you have a question, a so I'm just
0: enjoying the proximity. Yeah, <laughs> good. I'm enjoying.
1: I'm enjoying speaking into this mic. This mic's a new bit of toy. If you if you haven't if you have a question, if you have a statement, if you have a warning, <laughs> if you have nudes, send nudes. No, don't send nudes. I don't want to see the
0: gross bodies of fucking.
1: Gilly won't see them unless I forward them to him. So be kind of rest assured about that bit yeah ben force you might remember from oh i think he's a fan (laughs) (laughs) you might remember from last week yeah what's he what's he said this time little scam he says um what technological restrictions have affected older games and how have these problems led to unique solutions that have ended up being features
0: Oh, Ben, bloody hell, mate. Like, what, do you think we made these games? Oh, Ben.
1: No, I got, I got one for this. I I've got, got one.
0: Can I, can I say it first? Because I feel like you've got multiple and I've only got one. Go on. Space Invaders, man. Yeah, okay. It starts off... Exactly, man. Like, when it gets quicker... As, you, as, as you've only got like fewer enemies left, so you start off with Space Invaders, you got, you know, Space Invaders, come on, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> what? There's like, let's say there's 20 enemies on the screen. Let's say you've killed 10 or even 15. Like, they start moving quicker and quicker and quicker. That is a happy accident, man. That's actually because the game with all the enemies on screen is slowed down. Yeah, It's slowed down because there's so many sprites on screen yeah. The whole thing slows down. So that was a happy accident. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Ben mate. There's an example. You happy with that, Ben? Happy with that, mate? Eh? He can't he can't hear you yet. No, well, you know. He'll he'll listen to us eventually.
1: Yeah, sure. But for now, I wouldn't expect a response.
0: Give me an example, Boney.
1: The way the NES slash Famicom works, uh it, there is like design in mind right there is a background layer there are sprites there are four channels of audio you are building games to these hardware specifications so one of them that's interesting though is that there's only i believe only one background layer for the for this for the nes but there are some games that have parallax scrolling but that's to my understanding not technically possible but it is (laughs) because of because the way they do it as the game is telling the hardware to draw to the screen uh at a certain point on the way down it interrupts that code and goes like hey stop drawing and fill this instruction but perform this instruction to shift it along so it draws different parts of the screen at different rates almost that's a very bad way of describing it but basically it means that as you're moving along in a side scroller say the the top part of the the background might move at one rate or, or look as though it's moving at one rate. The middle part might look at, as though it's moving at another rate. And the bottom part, again, might, might look at, as though it's moving faster or slower. So you get the effect of parallax scrolling, which is where you have like a, a background where there's multiple layers. But it's, it's not really parallax scrolling. There's not really multiple layers. I didn't know that, to be fair. That's pretty cheeky. I,
0: I, all I can think of in my head with that is like uh, Battletoads.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Battletoads uses it. Pretty certain. Yeah. Another one I can think of is just palette cycling, which is where you have like a, a specific visual, like a tile, which has a color palette, and you just cycle the colors. So, like, say so you have eight different colors within that tile. Uh, the color that is assigned to color number one uh, is moved to color number two, two is moved to three, et cetera. And they cycle around to give the impression of something like water, where you have like an arrangement of pixels, and then the thing that makes it look like it's animating is just cycling between those different colors. So the stuff that so it's, there you'd have like a mix of blue and and some kind of foamy white for the sea foam. The the white becomes the blue, the blue becomes the white, and it kind of oscillates like that and looks like water moving. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that they do on the NES. It's definitely something. I'm I'm definitely not an expert when it comes to uh, programming retro games, but if there's there's Plenty of of resources for learning how to make uh, Game Boy games and stuff like that. I know.
0: Well, how we mentioned one of them. We talked about um, the uh, the Goomba walking just being flipped animation. So there's one. Yeah. Just clever, resourceful use of uh, sprites.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of just shortcuts, in, especially on 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 the visual level to mm. fit as much <laughs> stuff in the game as possible.
3: Absolutely,
0: ram it in there. Cool. Well, if that's the only email, then um, I think we're done, aren't we?
2: Yeah, that's, that's
0: everything. Happy days. Well, that was our Mario <laughs> Bros. 2 special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is Andrew Gilmore signing out. That is uh, Boney signing out. That is Gilly signing out. And that is Joshua... Uh, fuck. Anyway. Um...
1: Joshua Fuck signing out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um all right. Um hmm. should I Okay, how about this, Gil? We're going to go on a little break.
0: How lo- to be fair, how long do you reckon you're going to talk o- about this?
1: If I had to <laughs> sum it up, like probably 20 30 minutes or so. Cuz there's this and then there's a l- another little thing that's Cuz to be fair,
3: I
0: I was th- <laughs> you hungry? I was th- I was thinking, well, A am hungry. Okay. But also I was thinking this wouldn't take this
3: long. i <laughs> <Yeah>, have <that's
0: laughs> said I was going No, it's all right Good content, but I said I was going to do some help with the house. Right. Um, I was thinking maybe if I if I sign out, should we do a clap? Sure. And then you can sort of take this one solo from this bit onwards.
1: Take this one solo. Yeah, man. That's a lot of pressure.
0: Nah, you'll be all right. (sighs) Hmm. Come on. Are you free tomorrow morning? Not really. Okay. I'm not really free. No. (laughs) Bollocks. (laughs) <laughs> no we've done well man we've got content out of the ass I mean
1: I could uh, but I feel like I'll just be reading through some notes and then kind of reading through a wiki page like I don't even have full notes for the other bit I was just kind of going to summarize it mm-hmm. but I don't think I feel like that's not interesting
0: I don't know I feel like you could little, like do a little mention of it
1: how 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 soon do you have to go Uh,
0: within the next half hour okay
1: if I scoffed Dinner and come back. We can, I can probably sh- sh- slim this down to 15 minutes.
0: As you wish, mate. I mean, like, ha- how well, how do we want to do this then? Shall I, shall I just like leave it running, Audacity and that, and you yeah, d- we, lard some We could do that. We could do that. <laughs> and Does speed that run the earth, end of the podcast. Does that work? Yeah, as you wish, mate. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah sure.
1: All right. I'm going to have to speed through dinner. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> If you're listening, we're going on a short break. I will. I will be. Don't
0: worry, you've got me. I'm taking this solo, baby. I'm gonna. I'm gonna entertain you.
1: I will be as quick as possible when we get back.
0: Bony's gonna lad dinner.
1: We will um, cover. Yeah, you may Kojo a Doki Doki panic.
0: Don't you worry. I've got you. Got me. I've fucking kissed the microphone there. Brilliant.
1: Fuck. We also have to do emails. Okay. We should. Do- <laughs> Mate. There's only one email. That won't take long. All right. Don't worry. Go. Cool. Okay. Back in a bit.
0: <laughs> I could love your indigestion. Oh, what's up, Free Up Podcast? This is Gilly Gaming speaking, back with another episode of Mario Marathon, baby. Why haven't we called it Mario Marathon yet? That is such a good name for it. Anyway, yeah, we've been talking about uh, Mario Bros. 2. Um, as we've uh, mentioned, um, a bit disappointed not you know uh, it was a bit of a letdown but at the end of the day I can still appreciate a lot of the uh, things that went into it similar vibes actually of like the Mario Bros arcade however don't you worry because let me tell you the next coming episodes or the next coming games even we we got a lot we got a lot of good stuff to talk about We 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 can fanboy that shit you know we we've got some juicy juicy stuff to talk about um, but yeah, for the time being right now, um, I'll co-host, uh, Joshua Bone, he's, uh, off to lard some dinner. I'm starving to be fair. If you can hear my belly rumbling, then, um, then that's why. Um, yeah, I've literally just come back from work and that, um, a lot of yogurt. i the yogurt, no idea what's for dinner downstairs for all I know, uh, <laughs> burnt potatoes. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, um, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, you know? talking to you about Mario Bros 2. <laughs> tell you what, I could even play it now. Why not? Because I've actually got a switch in arm's length. In fact, I need to message some of my mates because some of my mates, I think, are like, where the fuck are you? Um, no, they haven't messaged. I haven't got any uh, messages. There you go. Lack of mates. Anyway, there we go. Let's play Mario Bros 2. Or shall I play Smash Bros? I'll tell you what, as I'm just filling this uh, gap, I'm going to start with Smash Bros. because that's already open. And I was like mid match when I was waiting for Josh to get on. Uh, it feels weird calling him Josh. I'm just doing this for the listeners. Boney. That's why we call him Boney. When I was waiting for Boney to get on uh, Zoom, uh, I was having a couple of Smash rounds. And I think I was Jigglypuff versus Sephiroth. So. Oh, I'll turn the volume off. You don't need that. Yeah, there we go. I am indeed. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. If it's one thing. That's worth uh, practicing with Smash Bros. It's practicing Jiggly Jigglypuff's uh, Danby. The rest move is oh, it's so high risk but so satisfying. Like the way the whole game, you know, when it slows down when you do like a strong move on someone, and like the disrespect of putting yourself in such a risky position to just dick someone off the screen like that is just ah, oh, beautiful. And um, you know, I've I've been like a I don't do mains, right? Like, I've got, like, a million mains. I have main half the roster, you know? I just like playing the game. I'm a casual. But oh, Jigglypuff is a character I love playing as, and I have for a while. But just, like, <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta you got to practice. You're not rusty. And there we go. I downbeat that son of a bitch straight into oblivion. That was Sephiroth killed by Jigglypuff in Midgar. Yeah, I've had a um, little Final Fantasy kick lately. I... uh recently be FF7 for the first time. I got really close in the original PS1 game. And then I think I brought a Switch. I think that was what happened. And, uh, well, Mario Odyssey, you know, the rest was history. Um, which bloody hell, you know, by the, you know, by the end of this year, it'll be, th-
3: what, three years? Three years ago that I got a Switch and got Mario Odyssey? Which is mental. Gone quick. But um, yeah, man. Like uh, Mario. Oh well, we'll get to
0: Mario Odyssey eventually. (laughs) In twenty twenty two. Right now, I'm playing against Mario. That was a
3: coincidence, actually. I've got the uh, CPU on random. Um, in New Donk City. I like Min Min. She's cool, and I like um the uh, recent announcement. uh,
0: which happened, uh, what, two days ago? I'm recording this podcast of uh, the Xenoblade 2 uh, girls getting in Smash. That's pretty dope. I played uh, Xeno 2, um, played it uh, this time last year, maybe give or take a month. Um, and I beat it in the summer. It's a very <laughs> COVID 19 lockdown game. Type a game that I would never normally have had time to play, but you know, with what lockdown, lack of social life, lack of mates around, um, inability to do anything basically. I was, just, yeah, I've just been binging JRPGs and uh, oh, Xeno 2, it's 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 good, it's got a lot of like anime cringe, is the best way I can describe it. Like, it's just got a lot of it's, it's kind of similar vibes in Mario Bros. 2. Not quite, I did enjoy <laughs> Xeno 2. But um, it's got, like, a lot of moments where it's like, oh, don't do that. That's ruined what would otherwise have been good, which is, for the most part, just cringy anime, kind of, like, sexist designs, where it's just like, oh, you know, here's the boob girl. Look at the boob girl. You know, it's like, uh, kind of dead, that. For all those horny Japanese virgins and, you know, weeabos. Um But, yeah, man, like, The gameplay, is it starts really slow, Xenoblade 2. I wasn't even sure if I'd like it or not at first. But once the combat sort of um, takes its stride, I guess, it it really opens up, you know, it it becomes really moorish, which is exactly what you want in a JRPG, where, you know, combat is a big portion of the gameplay along with, I don't know, cinematics and world traversing, which again, Xenoblade 2, world building, beautiful, man. Like, oh, some of the music is fan- oh, the music's fantastic as well, which complements it. But you just want to explore in Xenoblade 2. I guess the things I don't like, I give it an 8 out of 10 Xenoblade 2. Like, I really do like the uh, combat. I wasn't sure at first, but it became a lot deeper later on. Um, and I really like uh, the world building, the music. Uh, some of the characters are really great. Um, I love the uh, the uh, the Welsh cat girl, Nia. You know, just having a Welsh accent in a Nintendo game is
3: wicked. Reminds me of the uh, Scouse Dung Beetles in Conker's Bad Verde. Um, but, yeah, just... Right now, I'm uh, banjo Um on Spiral
0: Mountain, which, again, is mental. Speaking of, like, Conker's Bad Verde, I think that rare about with Nintendo <laughs> you know, just for this. Uh it's incredible seeing him in HD. But um but yeah really just like what was I talking about again? So I'm trying not to get my ass kicked at the same time as speaking. Um we're talking about Xeno Two, talking about the character. Yeah, the character's really cool. I think the big things that let it down uh some of the grind. You needed like a, affinity charts they call it um to, uh, to be filled up um, in order to... Uh, well, basically, you need infinity charts to, or affinity... I can't remember. Um, they need to be filled uh, from various conditions. Um, they're like a, a sort of like skill tree uh, design. And um, that will unlock uh, certain abilities, but all, which not just from battle, but also in the overworld. And that's where the problem lies because fine you know you can't you can't progress in the story unless your the one of your characters is at a certain level um in in this affinity tree fine only some of the conditions are stupid it's like kill this specific enemy on kill kill 6 of this specific enemy on the map or give them this specific item and unless you use google They're and okay. just google that shit then um then you 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 don't know where the fuck to go, you know. Bony just sort of poked his head in them for two seconds, so I think he's coming back. But you know, like it's just one of those things where it's like it's it's it, it feels like it feels like a guide game in that sense, where it's like there are there are certain enemies where you're like, what the hell's a Krakenar, you know? <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's the crab that appears behind this behind this. Um, I don't know, fucking stairway um, in this world, in this one particular area. And it's like, you know, sh- shit like that. That's annoying. And then just on top of that, the general anime cringe, you know. Where it's like, oh, a girl? Oh, she has boobs. The boobs are in my face. Oh. And the fucking rabbit knop on enemy that just chats shit and has like a robot girlfriend that fancies him. And I just want to slap them. I-, I fucking hate that little rabbit bloke. He's, he's, he's shit he doesn't add anything to the story everything he says is embarrassing i tell you what that Xenoblade 2 is one of those games where like I would be embarrassed to have someone watch me play it and it's one of and, and again in a Mario Bros 2 sort of esque way it's just like come on why did you add that layer of bullshit when everything else was doing well you're right Boney Boney's now back uh, gang or Joshua Bone as you know him. um and uh, I've just been keeping the audience insane, man. I've just been chatting bare bollocks and it went on to a little Xenoblade 2 review in the middle of our Mario Bros. 2 review.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to let
0: you edit that. Yeah,
1: it sounds um, like some good uh, end of the potty content. I'm,
0: there, I'm not oh, mad, mate.
1: but I did come back in here, Xenoblade 2, and go, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he but got, he doesn't like he it. He got there through Smash. I get it.
0: Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> I'm playing Smash now, you see. There you go. Um, there right, we go. Deal. Where were you, man? You were talking about the Japan-exclusive Doki Doki Panic. That's the um, one. Got a plosive. Plosive. I should really like, be careful with that, but never mind. It's all right. Um, Dynamic mic. You'll be safe. Yeah. What, 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 what are you saying then, fam? So, yeah. Wrap we were, it up because I'm starving.
1: Okay. Uh, we're talking about uh, Doki Doki Panic, Yume Kojo, or Yume Kojo, Doki Doki Panic. The uh-huh. game that was turned into Mario Bros. 2 for the reasons we've discussed. Um,
3: I was talking about the story. Let me go through that real quick again.
1: Uh, the story is pretty different from... uh...